Hey, when does the show start? Okay, okay, let's begin. One, two, three, four! It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. With Bailey. I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This is choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, there it is, a Friday, the 7th day of April, 2023. Thanks for being here. My name is Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. That is me. Happy Friday. There is Nelson over there. Made it to the weekend, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. I failed to grab my little piece of paper with my phone number. I apologize. (laughs) That is my fault. 916-909-0985. That is your phone number. You'll need it because a little bit later on, we'll have tickets for Six Flags. Uh, Game of Tones at the end of this hour. I'm wa- dude. The Masters, not my thing. I don't think was anybody else's thing. Golf. I like watching the Masters. Yeah. Really. Okay. People almost died minutes ago. What? Whoa. Yeah. The, the Augusta, Georgia. They're having some horrible storms over there, especially in North Georgia right now. And actually, I I guess the news feed uh, live on television. You heard chainsaws, and then they cut to commercial, and this gigantic tree, Georgia tree, uh-huh. falls down. Nearly crushes people. Those trees are dangerous. I know years ago, a tree fell on my grandmother's house, like right over my aunt's bed. And it was just God that it just landed and get, didn't go all the way through and killed Two me. huge pines uh, fell near the 17th hole Sheesh. at the Augusta National. All went down just minutes during the second round of the prestigious golf tournament. Sergio Garcia was taking uh, was stalking a putt on a nearby green. That's what the cameras were on him, mm-hmm. and and you just hear it in the background, and you see everybody running. Oh my god! Wouldn't that have been horrible? That's, well, they're lucky. Well, especially because you're like laser focused in. When you go watch golf live, specifically, there's usually a guy you want to see, and you're like paying attention in one direction, and there's no wherewithal around you. A lot of people don't have that situational awareness. I've never been to a professional golf. Me either. Nor do I really want to. I do. I, I don't know. I want to go play one time. So I'm going to go with Nelson one day and play. You got to. I was asked to leave uh, a professional golf event. Well, you I was talking. I, 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 yeah, I mean, <laughs> say, say something that's not going to shock us. <laughs> like, like I, I really don't even want to ask why. It's just I understand. Right. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Talking, right? Yeah. No, actually, it wasn't. It was the change. Breathing heavy. There was, it was a wheeze. You, you yeah. couldn't make it the whole night, uh, 18 holes. Oh, are you kidding? A wheeze? No way. And I was sitting watching. Mm. <laughs> so where you kicked down for? Um, there was a changing of the guard in this uh, uh, place where the drinks were being served. I had a like a pass that got me up and free drinks and all that. And Drank uh, too much. I, I had a, a couple of sodas. You have a problem, yeah. And the other, two, the other two gals that came up weren't, they didn't see the ramp up to it uh-huh. i wasn't out of control but i was having a little fun there on the the podium or whatever it is a little deck that they set up next to the the green uh-huh. a golfer threw me his golf ball i was killing it they gave me a shush shot can you answer sign? my question so i can move on why'd you out? get kicked out so this long drawn out story <laughs> because i was i mean i got too i got a little too rambunctious for the new girls the old girls thought i was funny the new girls said no you got to go bud you yeah. got to get out of here you are that guy you think sh- you know People think you're funny. <laughs> People do think he's funny. Well, yeah. Was, uh, well, the old girls did, not the new girls. No, new well, girls. The, not into it. He's not, he's not good at reading the room. 
One girl, when Correct. we went out last weekend, she was not fond of him. Like, she ended up getting up from where we were sitting at and walking away, and she never came back. He, he doesn't. He just he sticks, with the, <laughs> he sticks with the script, and he doesn't read the room. She told him he was too loud. He's, he's not seeing the change of speeds on the road. <laughs> nope. Yeah, well, you know, you're fine doing 65, but then you school zone. <laughs> you got to slow it down a little bit. <laughs> Anyway, 916-909-0985, that is your phone number. Always free in the Odyssey app. Make sure this weekend, possibly, if you miss some of the show, you get the podcast there or thebaileyshow.com. Uh, so other than Game of Tones at the end of this hour for, for Six Flags tickets, uh, about 5.50? Yep. Okay. The so He called at the end of the show yesterday, if, if you're listening. Uh, what's the dad's name? His name is Michael. Michael. And his son. Ethan. Ethan. 14 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His son was playing baseball yesterday when this whole thing went down with the shooter uh, in Roseville. In Roseville. And he said, actually, the guy ran right across the plate, like four feet away from him. Scary stuff. You know, and, and I thought we would have more information today. And for those that don't know what we're talking about, just to get you caught up. So yesterday around noon, uh, there was tons of police activity in Roseville, like three miles from my house. What happened was California Highway Patrol Task Force, they were serving a warrant on this guy. The guy flips out, has got a gun, takes what, three people hostage yep. and kills one of them and fires at law enforcement. No, takes two, no, he people, took two ho- people hostage and fired at the officer. At law enforcement, mm-hmm. hitting law enforcement. Right. Sur- uh, from what I understand, law enforcement survived. Right. And one of the hostages did not survive. Exactly. They, as of right now, have released names. I mean, this literally just coming across from Fox 40. Uh, police identified the person who was killed as James McEgan. And I, I, you know, search for him on Facebook. Oh, why? I don't know. You know, sad. But you just kind of want to put a, a if face to a name. If it's the guy that I'm looking at, it's just crushing. He's yes. sitting there with looks like his grandkids and an older gentleman. I don't know if that's him or not, though. Second hostage identified as his spouse. So I'm assuming in that area, because it's friendly, dog friendly, people mm-hmm. friendly, walk friendly, everybody's friendly, out there taking a walk, and this idiot runs by trying to get away from the cops and takes them both hostage. Right. By the way, they are also saying, and the, the bad guy is this 35-year-old Eric Abril of, of Roseville. It doesn't say what the search warrant was that they were serving on him. They, they, they're saying that he called 911 or called law enforcement, like on his phone, as he was taking people hostage, and he had a gun in his hand. That's a lot going on. It sure is. And they probably were so afraid. They probably weren't trying to, like, fight him or knock the gun out or anything. Yeah. I, I don't know what goes through your mind. I mean, if if it's, hus- you know, what is? Husband, You're frozen. You're hu- shocked. Husband and wife. I, I really wish that the guy that he took was, like, a trained mixed martial artist. Who just beat him up. Or, you know, <laughs> ex-military, possibly younger. And just whipped his ass. Absolutely. That would have been the greatest of the story. That would, that would have ended well. I mean, not just beat his ass. I'm talking snapping necks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wanted him to kill him. I, I, I just ragdoll his neck. You can snap a neck fairly easily. Steven Seagal style. Yes. Yeah, just just snap it right off his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then problem solved. No one gets hurt. No one gets injured. That to me is justice. I mean, that would be justice versus now this man having lost his life for something stupid. And then he gets to be defended because of our whole constitution. Mm-hmm. You know, gets a defense attorney and they make up a story. No, it's it's not going to work. He's done. 
so this all happened at Mahaney Park. And um, according to police, the bad guy hospitalized has not been officially booked yet into the jail. So that's all we got on that. Yep, that's it. But we'll be getting more, uh, you know, later on in the show from firsthand account. Uh, yeah, he like what slipped on the baseball. I, he think he just slipped on the. Does mound. this mic sound weird? It does. Yes, yeah, it I was does. Gonna, I'm, I'm already got a text out. Okay, well, he was trying to fix it, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm. Feel... It's, it's worse than it has ever been. Mm-hmm. Oh really? No, I know you thought it sounded yes. horrible before it didn't. It does now. Is it? Is it sounds bad? Yeah. What? What is it like? Muffled? A little bit. You sound yes. muffled. It sounds like you're talking through. So I don't know. Jesus. Mm-hmm. It don't sound good. All right, I'm gonna call in on the phone. Because <laughs> I'm not done talking about the story. I got more to talk about. But I can't talk if my microphone's not working. Yeah, it's definitely not. Huh. We got to do something. Because it was fine at least before. Horrible? Is that really the word you want to use? Just maybe not as good as it can be? How about that? Yeah. I mean, you have said that it doesn't sound right to you since we've kind of been in here. And yeah. it sounded fine to us. But today it sounds bad. Okay. It didn't sound bad before. Right. You got a you gotta text in? I do have a text in, yes. And right. I'll also, I can double down and go physically to the man as well. I uh, hope you make it back. <laughs> I can yell if you want. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not done talking about this story because also I want to have a conversation with you if you want to participate. Like, you know, what do you think the percentage, like for you guys, what do you think the percentage of people listening to us right now have been a part of something like this? You know, I mean, it's just like this day and age, it seems like we're so desensitized. It happens all the time. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and when it does, like this 14-year-old kid that we're going to talk to, he's probably seen so much stuff on the news that he didn't lose one minute of sleep last night. I don't, I don't. Which 20, 30 years ago, you wouldn't have slept for months. You'd be in therapy for years. Yeah, you'd be traumatized. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. 916-909-0985. We'll continue this conversation. Hopefully get my microphone fixed as well. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Please tell me this guy's sister is okay, right? Nikki? Um, yes, she's okay. okay. I don't want to take the phone call. If... <laughs> she's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Jesus. Uh, Kevin in Roseville, uh, we were talking about the trees falling at the Masters. I mean, literally just minutes ago. Similar, oh, yeah, crazy, crazy. Similar situation with your sister, huh? Oh, sister-in-law. She lives up in Orville. It's up in the hills a little ways. You're not familiar. But uh, when the wind was blowing about two weeks ago, they had like 60-mile-an-hour gusts. Yeah. And a pine tree snapped off at the top, you know, a 60-, 70-foot pine tree, yeah. and then speared through the roof about a two-foot hole and hit her in the shoulder and threw her across the room and damaged her pretty well. Oh, my the God. Roof, and then the other part of the tree stuck in the roof, and you could see it sticking through the ceiling. My wife was talk, was texting her at the time, and then everything went dead. She really freaked out. But yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, is your yeah. is your sis does your sister hate trees now forever? Oh my goodness, she say that. But up there, all the houses are under trees. What do you expect? You know. Yeah, she's gonna move to the beach. She's clear, like, yeah, clear the land. I'm moving to Hawaii. <laughs> no trees for me. Hey, she might collect and move. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad she's okay. Take that's care. a that's a great story. Yeah. Thanks, bro. We'll see you, Kevin. Yeah. There. All right. Wow, Jesus. That's hard to expect to get that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess nobody was injured during this thing. I'm watching the video of it, and, you know, they're all gathered around watching the golfers, and I think it was Sergio Garcia's putting, and blah, 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 blah if you're a golf fan, and people have got their seats and they're standing. And then the, it's it's not like it was an instant fall. I mean, if you've never seen the trees in Georgia, they're pretty big, especially the Masters. They've been there for a minute, right? These are OG trees. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of, you know, not Redwood style, but, the the east coast version 
and they're slowly falling down. So it wasn't like it was a, nobody saw Instant. it coming. Yeah, right. it was, you every, know it's coming. People saw the trees coming down. Everybody's just watching. Oh, there's no way that can hit me. No. Oh, hey. Wow, that's getting close. Okay. All right. I'm going to. Hey, we need to run now. <laughs> you can just kind of see everybody go, what are you doing? Run. It's falling. It's bigger than what you think it is. And then nobody runs towards the. Well, not nobody, but very few people run towards where the tree fell. Afterwards, they start to kind of run over there. You know, people start realizing a tree fell. Typical Georgia takes them 60 minutes to make minute rice. (laughs) No, it just takes a second to register like a tree fell. Let's go see what happened. You know what would have been cool is if some of these golfers would have run over. Uh, Oh, but you're too celebrity to run over. You're so big big of a deal, Mr. Golfer Guy. So do you get penalized, Nelson, like if you're in the middle of golf and you run off? No. No? No? Okay. No. Mm -hmm. And and if it goes in your way, right, Billy Madison style, you have to play whatever the obstacle is, right? Uh, they'll give you relief if a tree falls. That's what they call that. Oh, so if okay. a tree fell on somebody's ball, they wouldn't have to dig it out. No, no you, get, <laughs> you get what they call relief on that one. Yeah. That's a, that was just a movie thing. Uh, so going back to the question I, I asked before my microphone broke and we went to break, but uh, what do you guys think uh, the percentage of people in the audience right now that have been, I saw the Mr. Tree guy, but you know, with this shooting that took place in this hostage situation, I mean, just... Everything kind of makes your jaw drop in our own backyard. And look, I've lived here for just over a month, and I love Roseville. I love Sacramento. I I feel like I've moved to Pleasantville. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I'm being dead honest. This is such a fantastic place to live. And to have this happen three miles from my house, I I don't get shocked often. I, I say I never get shocked. I say I get surprised. Well, let's put it this way. I was extremely surprised that this happened three miles from my house. I was actually pretty surprised this happened close to your house as well because it just seems like such a good area all around here. Not that crime doesn't happen everywhere because it does, but this type of thing, it was a little shocking. And the guest that we're going to have later on, he and his son, his son was out there uh, you know, playing baseball when this when this uh, bad guy ran by him, like four feet from him. But, you know, I, I, almost, I almost think that, to answer my own question, is that there is a larger than normal percentage of people in the audience right now that have had at least two or three degrees to something like this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it's that many. I feel like it's actually a lower percentage than we think. It's have, just what we see in the news. Are you guys like how close I, are you to one of these events? Nothing for me. Um, I would have to think, I, I know that I've got some stories. Um, Oh, no, okay. Yeah, I'm one degree, actually. Wow. So my best friend was in Vegas at the, the country music show. Oh, show. Yes. oh, my God, when that guy lit those people so up. So he's, he's friends with Jason Aldean and his more his wife because he was roommates with his wife, Brittany. Sure. Um, and so she invited him to the concert, and he's a, a, a DJ out in Vegas, a very well-known, popular DJ. He's got residency at Hakkasan and all that stuff. Oh, nice. So he went out there after his gig or between gigs or something, and he went out with a buddy, and as he was, you know, he's on a list, and he walks in, and as soon as he walked in, boom, 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 he could feel the bullets whizzing by. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. I remember that. So that's that. I knew people. Um, Pulse. In, I was just going to yeah, say, I guess maybe I'm a few degrees. My mm-hmm. classmate's best friend was killed at Pulse. Oh, that's awful. So, But, but the, like, it, it happens... Now, if I lost my best friend, God forbid, if that, you know, I would have lost him there. 
of course been upset and I would have mourned and, and this would have been a different conversation. But the way that we accept this stuff, mm-hmm. and it's not our fault. You can't beat yourself up for accepting it. It's just we're so desensitized. And you get angry because of whatever your belief is on how you think it can be stopped, um, which I don't know if there is an answer now. Like, uh, And I'm an optimist. I think like we're way past the point of no return. I, I don't know if it's a gun issue, it's a this issue, it's a that issue. I think it's just a crazy issue. It is. It's and, just not wrong. And then you chalk that up as mental health, right? Well, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm curious what kind of warrant they were serving on this guy for, or for what reason, I should say. Yeah. And the, the background of the bad guy for him to do this. He's running, talking to 911, and then he. Shooting at the police. Shooting at the police. <laughs> and taking hostages. And taking hostages. As if he's some type of That's combat insane. person who has some type of training to be able to, to talk on the phone and use his other hand to do all this other stuff at one time. Well, but they all think they are that. My sister grew up with, he split off by the time high school started. My sister grew up with a mass shooter. Wow. So there was a mass shooting in the city I'm from, Omaha, and it was at a high-end department store. I think it's just a regional brand. doesn't matter. It's like a Macy's, basically, or Nordstrom's. And he, this Andrew, she grew up with him. And then by the time they got to high school, he split off into alternative school. And my ex-wife was off the week that he went into that store. She worked at that store before before I had met her. Wow. And so she had just missed being there. Like she worked with the, the security guard that got killed. The kid brought in an AK-47 and several handguns and he was in a trench coat. And it's a three-tier building. And he just walked up to the top and just started gunning people down. Wow. That's crazy. But again, a little desensitized. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, well, thank God you weren't there. Exactly. As opposed to it just like ruining my whole life. You know what I mean? Like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. And I was that close to it. I'm curious uh, if there is any merit behind this conversation. When we talk to uh, uh, Michael Michael and his son, Mm -hmm. I'm curious how he slept last night. Yeah, that's what I, I that's what I'm saying. I'm sure he didn't sleep well. That's See, very traumatizing. I'm I'm going to say the opposite. I'm going to say he's I'm going to say he's fine. Yeah, I don't think so. I I think every like the kids just don't think it's going to happen, but if it does happen, they're not surprised. I didn't even sleep well that first night when I saw that guy get hit by a car. So, I'm, Yeah, but we're a different that's what I'm we're a different generation. We're not the desensitized generation. Oh, you're saying cuz they're younger and it, the, okay. The younger generation is the desensitized generation because I mean, they see it, they hear it. And what? and you know, blame it on video games, play what you want, but there's just a desensitization of life. Like it's not real. Mm-hmm. It's you live in this reality. Look, my daughter's about to graduate high school. So both her and my son Going through high school, some of the stuff that they had seen and gone through, they had friends murdered. They had friends commit suicide. I mean, not one or two. I'm talking numerous times these things were happening. And they turned out okay. They're fine. Right? Not to say that they're bad kids. Mm -hmm. They're just, again, desensitized. But I think when something happens to you, like what happens. By the way, I do love the word desensitized. That's why I keep saying it. Um, (laughs) I think it's different. I don't think he's desensitized to this because it actually happened to him. Not somebody he knew. Like he was there with this man within inches of him. So I think it's probably going to be different. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. You are. Well, I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, but if you're going to be snobby. I'm not being snobby. I'm just saying. Is that Ursula the Sea Bitch coming You're wrong. (laughs) They say it's the best meal you've ever had after your uh, near-death experience. The next meal you have is the best thing you've ever tasted. Really? Mm -hmm. Interesting.
Is that why they give people on death row their last meal so they they can only assume what it would taste like? (laughs) (laughs) Their fortune cookie says that, or at the bottom of the menu says something like that. All right, first round of headlines, two big stories from today. What do you got there, Nikki D? I'm going to tell you what new morning after medicine is in the works. And when you can start grabbing those Kings tickets. All right. Uh, also, here in about 20-some-odd minutes, four-pack of tickets to Six Flags. We'll do Game of Tones if you want to stick around. It's the BS on 98 Rock. BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. All right. Here we go. First round of headlines. Nikki D, go ahead. A new medication remedy could help prevent catching STDs, H1. Sexually transmitted infections sometimes have symptoms such as burning, itching, and discharge, but can occur without any symptoms at all. Don't be childish, Nelson. A new clinical trial. Yeah, Nelson. (laughs) Jesus, this is a very mature show. I don't need you to make noises like... Exactly. Golly gee willikers. Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, thanks for taking the grenade I, on that one. I've learned my lesson. Appreciate it. A new clinical trial has found that if you take the antibiotic doxycycline within 72 hours of having unprotected sex, it could slash in half the risk of you getting gonorrhea, chlamydia, or syphilis. Now, the U.S. Centers for Disease and Control Prevention are saying that just relying on condom use is no longer working, so they're putting in this research to see if they can roll out this additional remedy uh, for STDs. Isn't that that's kind of been known though, right? I, I've always heard that. Yeah, I've like it's not like new information. It's just the first time like scientists have said it. Oh, maybe you know what I mean? Was, maybe this was just the fellas talking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You've been with her too? Oh yeah, dude. That doxycyclone stuff works great. <laughs> just rub it in real good. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard this before, but when you look up what doxycycline is used for, one of the um, things it treats is anthrax. So I guess if it can kill anthrax, well, it can back, kill anything. Back in the day, I mean, I know it's still around, but it comes with a like a, a huge disclaimer. I was having this conversation with somebody the other night, actually. Leviquin. I, I, I was the first girl I ever lived with. Is she was a nurse, mm-hmm. so it was get whatever we want, and and Leviquin. I was told, well, this is when I didn't know how to manage my uh, sinusitis and stuff, and I got real sick at one point. Leviquin supposedly kills everything, every bad thing in your body. Oh, okay, all the bacteria. And so I started taking it like, like a vitamin. Like, I I feel like something's coming on. Let me pop a Leviquin, right? So I'm taking this stuff all the time, and eventually we broke up, and I ran out of Leviquin. Fast forward years later, actually not that long ago from now, uh, I was, I had something. Oh, this was right before COVID. I had something Mm -hmm. that I had no, no doctor knew what it was. Couldn't, couldn't figure it out. I was sick for months. I back and forth to the hospital. It was, it was nuts. So I think I had COVID before COVID was COVID. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. So I remember saying to the doctor, I said, hey, can if I remember some years ago, just hook up some Leviquin and everything's gone. And he goes, what year was this? <laughs> what time was it? And, and I said, eh, man, 2000-ish. Uh, you know, he goes, yeah, times have changed. He goes, we now tell people if we have to prescribe Leviquin, if we have to prescribe it, that there's a possibility that you won't have feeling in some extremities for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. You're Whoa. lucky. I said, <laughs> all right, what's an alternative? 
<laughs> Give me an alternative to this Leviquin stuff. <laughs> uh, I don't know anything about STDs with Leviquin, but I have heard of the doxy whatever. Cycling doxy stuff. cycling. Can you feel your toes? Oh, cur- currently? Right, yeah. No, I haven't felt them in years. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. Next one. Go ahead. In a few short days, playoff tickets will be at your fingertips. H2. So if you're looking to try and get in for something like that, well, you might want to break open the piggy bank just a little bit. So tickets for the playoff games will go on sale to the public Monday, April 10th at noon. Um, Season ticket members are going to get priority if you want to grab those playoff tickets. Um, According to the team, which is the Kings, um, fans can sign up for pre-sale access on the Kings website before 9 p.m. on Friday. And the first round of the NBA playoffs will begin on the 15th. Does it get prices? Uh no, um, it's not saying any prices on here, uh, but I looked up some and it was it's still saying like allegedly from the other websites the cheapest ticket is like three fifty, but nothing official. So like three hundred fifty dollars for the yeah. nosebleed of for the, the nosebleed. nosebleed sections. Yep, up up top. I don't know something about that. Just I understand it's supply and demand, capitalism. That's how mm-hmm. it works. I just I don't know. How much normally is a, a basketball ticket ticket average for playoffs? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I've never been to a basketball playoff game, to be honest with you. How much are regular season tickets? Well, you can get regular season tickets for like 50 cents. Well, if the team's, again, if the team's not doing well, they actually come to your house and and drive (laughs) you there. That's not a lie. You know, but if the team's doing well, they're going to up the charge of the day. It's supply and demand. (laughs) Bus pulls up outside your house. Meet me. You know, and, and, and in their defense... When teams aren't doing well, fans don't show up because fans want to see winners. So the price is going to go down. Because the majority sense. of sports fans are Fairweather fans. All right. Makes sense. So it's, it's, a, it's a back and forth tug of war game. I did today order my, uh, my Sacramento Kings sweatshirt, my first one. Oh, nice. They have them on Amazon. I was surprised. Did you ever um, go down and sign up to be a season ticket holder? Weren't you supposed to do that? Um, you didn't make it? Okay. No. <laughs> I'll have to get back to you on that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just thought about it. No, 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 no. no. I, so, no, I didn't go. Okay. But from what I'm told, I think I am. Oh. Oh, nice. That's nice. But I was never asked. Got mm-hmm. it. They signed up. You just got signed up. <laughs> so, I, th- unless it was a joke, but I think I've been forced to purchase season tickets. At least half of them. Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't know where I'm going to get the money, and I don't know what happens to me if I don't get the money, but I guess we'll find out. All right. Four-pack of tickets to Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. If you are interested, it is Game of Tones time. This is the perfect Friday game. We have a lot of fun. So you can pick either me or Nikki D. And the topic this week is Easter. Easter, of course, with Easter being this weekend. Nelson has got all kinds of noises, sounds, tones, if you will. And Nikki and I just have to guess what they are. We'll be playing for you. So pick your favorite action figure. 916-909-0985. Need some players. Game of Tones time here next. It's the BS on 98 Rock. All right, welcome back. It's the BS here on 98 Rock. My name is Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. We've got a four-pack of tickets to Six Flags Discovery Kingdom up for grabs. Game of Tones time. Need some players. Uh uh, Chanel in Roseville, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, beautiful name, by the way. 
Oh, thank you. You're welcome. All right, who would you like <laughs> to play for you? Me, the guy that just gave you a compliment, or Nikki D? <laughs> I already picked Nikki, so I'm going to stick with Nikki. Let's go, Chanel. Hello? Don't try to sweet talk Chanel. I'm going to revisit uh-uh. my love for Chanel. All right. All right. <laughs> Chanel, you hang tight. Hold on. Wish Nikki D the best. I got Mike and Sack. You stuck with me there, Michael. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to we're gonna take control of this. Hang on. All right. So how Game of Tones works, for those that are listening, is Nelson has got a bunch of noises, sounds, tones, if you will. Uh, the topic this week is Easter for obvious reasons. Don't forget, it's you know Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a whole weekend of Easter festivities, Good Friday, and all that good stuff, right? Uh, so uh, if it's a song, there's a two-point possibility, one mm-hmm. point for the artist, one point for the song. Mm-hmm. Your buzzing sound is what? Fave. And mine is woo! Woo. All right? Mm-hmm. But before we get started, we want to quickly acknowledge your win from last week, which made uh-huh. you a Tony Tone Tone. That's right. And we were supposed to get a trophy, huh? We have it. So we want to present it to you before we start because you oh. may not win today. So we want you to get your Tony Tone <laughs> Tone trophy before we start the game. It, it doesn't matter if I don't win today. You still have to get. Yeah, but we want to go ahead and give it to you. All right, where so is you it? can have it sitting there while you're playing. Give it to me. Boom, oh, boom, boom. That's badass. Yeah. You like that? You like that? There you go. Wow, this so is cool. you can cool. have that as inspiration while we play today. So this is a mini, <laughs> like, championship belt mm-hmm. <laughs> that's got the BS logo, 98 Rocks, Sacramento, uh, Game of Tones, but just Intercontinental. Why did you? Intercontinental. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha, uh-huh. that's clever. Uh-huh. It's the intercontinental. Tony Tone Tone. And Tony Tone, this is badass, man. <laughs> yeah, we got to get a picture. Regardless of your win or loss today, yeah, we got to get, get a picture. picture Hold on, that. let me make this clear. It doesn't matter if I win or lose today. Yeah. Oh, you're the reigning it. Tony. I'm the reigning Tony Tone Tone champion. So, mm-hmm. so Nikki has to win three times in a row, which right. we all know that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. All right. Oh, very oh, cool. Lord. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. This, a movie. He doesn't want the drink. He does. I don't. You do. I don't. You do. I don't. Do. I don't. Jason Bailey. Okay, you don't tell us what it is. Oh, I'm way. sorry. I thought you wanted the category. It's a different game. Got it. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, that's uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh. Where's my dinghy? I don't know where your dinghy is. <laughs> Where's my dinghy? My dinghy. I should have played a, another clip from that movie. That <laughs> That you knew. Is that what she said? All right, go ahead. Okay. Reach out Whoa! Jason Bailey. That is reach out and touch faith. He don't know what it is and he's stalling. That is the pesh mode. And? And that is the song? Faith. Four. No, that's Nikki D to steal. Faith. Nikki D? The song is Have Faith. No. It's, I just saw them too. Um, uh, Five. Four, it's 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 something not with three, faith. It's a different. Go ahead. I forget. It's personal Jesus. 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 Personal oh. Jesus. Because he is the reason for the season. Am I right? That is right. I knew that. I'm an idiot. I was just talking about that song earlier today, and I said the damn name. Of it. Oh, no. Oh no. No point for you. This year we're finally getting together again. And it's so special. Woo! Well, that's the Easter egg hunt at the White House. Look at this guy. Sheesh. All right, you got to give us a heads up before you play it. So just got say it. next one. Here we go. Understood. Next one. 
Oh, woo! Bailey. Yeah. No. <laughs> Hold on, I got. I no, got. It's I, still I, it's time. I, I got. Yeah, it's that is uh, Lainey Wilson. I want to hear the whole clip. She was driving last Friday on her way to Cincinnati on a snow white Christmas Eve. Oh, Faith. The kitty. That is Carrie Underwood. No. Oh. <laughs> and for another point, the song. Uh, Easter Sunday? Well, <laughs> Bailey? That is going home for Easter. <laughs> uh, that would be Jesus. Take the wheel. Oh, take the wheel. Jesus. Yes, Jesus, take, take the, the wheel. wheel. Jesus. Take the wheel. One of my favorite saints. God, man, I'm not getting any of the Jesus ones. Got me ones. a point, though. Are it's you? so blasphemous. Ooh, 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 ooh. Are you prepared? Yeah. We Bailey, that is Bugs Bunny. Come on, yeah, oh, come on. I heard it. him bring under you. No, come on, that's right. Come on, bring Here it. We go. Come on, Here bring we it. We go. World heavyweight champion. They're kind of. Weird. Oh, no. oh no. Ready for the next clip? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey. Bailey, that is Lee Greenwood. Proud to be an American. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn right, I'm proud to be American. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> but oh, proud no, to be an American is not correct. You, you, you're going? Uh, <sighs> yeah, because you, you're a communist. Woo! <laughs> Bailey. God bless the USA. <laughs> yes, that is correct. God bless the USA. She works at a rock station, doesn't know rock music. She was in the military and doesn't know Lee Greenwood. I knew that song. <laughs> she is what the definition of an imposter is. But I thought it was proud to be an American, and then you said it, and he said no. So I'm like, well, what's right. the other oh, name? No. I wouldn't put that in the clip. You imagine the whipping I'd get if I put the name, the mm. title in? Are we ready? Yeah. New Trey Still going. Hey, hey. That was Bailey. Ba- uh, no, it was uh, Nikki D. <laughs> <laughs> that was Bailey. You almost convinced Come me. On, Nikki D. <laughs> Nikki D. That is the Energizer Bunny. And it keeps. Going and going and going. <laughs> 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 Don't be mad at him because you ain't getting him right. Because he ain't giving me my buzz. <laughs> I gave you the buzz. He tried to argue the buzz, and I almost listened. You got to buzz in quicker. He's so, look at that. He's, he's, uh, so his cardio is so bad, he's got to drink water. Just a bit. <laughs> Are you ready for the next clip? Yeah. yeah. He doesn't walk very good, does he? Yes, Mama. What did your father tell you this morning? If you can't say something nice. What? Oh. Looking for a movie. That's a clue. Oh, no for joke. Uh, you don't have to give us the clue. Uh, whoa. Woo. Bailey? Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> That's a Christmas uh, movie. I know. I didn't know if they fave, mentioned these. Faith, 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 Faith. Nicky D? That is Bambi. <laughs> what? Stumper. Thumper the Bunny. You know, I've never seen that movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. It'll get you, though. That's what I've heard. What's the score, by the way? It's. it's Six to three. Six to three. But I'm coming back. Don't worry about it. I'm coming back. And our next clip. Faith! Bailey. That is Kanye West. Jesus Walks. Ah! Off a second he had it. Way to stereotype the white guy, you racist, Ah! communist bastard. Ah! (laughs) He smoked you on that one. Maybe this is your comeback. Next clip, now. Rabbits are generous, honest, Pure, graceful creatures. Our natural rabbit's pace should Faith. be Peter Pan. Mm. I mean, Faith. Whoa, 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 whoa
That <gasps> that is. Um, you don't know Alice Faith. in Wonderland. <laughs> Faith. <laughs> Faith. Nikki D. It's Peter Rabbit. Oh, Peter Come Rabbit. Come on. James Corden as the voice of Peter I Rabbit. I did yes. not mean to say Peter Pan. I don't know. It just came out fast. <laughs> Next clip. Boo! Bailey. <laughs> that is Kate Bush running up the hill parentheses to make a deal with God. Mm, it's too. Do I punish you for too many words? You've got all the words. You just gave me too many words. I just I'm I'm over efficient. Okay, then I will give you that. A deal with God is in parentheses. Deal with God. I said deal with God. You gave me all well, of it. You, you just gave me a little extra. But, but you wouldn't last week give me the one. That, don't which go one? Ahead. Just go ahead. Go on. Just go on. Well, you know, here's the thing. You're just gonna get Bailey it, everything. It, it, I didn't on. just get Bailey. No. I yeah. over I over answered. You then are not even close. Wrong. You're like. Pfft. Guns and Roses, but it was Metallica. <laughs> no, no. They're, they're, all, they're all guys playing rock music. I can't take her giving me that look, man. She's my, she's. My. Well, you can take the point away. Actually, no. you know what? You can give her five points. I'm still oh, going to win. <laughs> no, Don't we win. are going to. We are going to continue. Oh, Brother Fox. Thank you. Thank you. Please, roast me. Roast me right away, but whatever you do, don't throw me oh. in that briar patch. Woo. What? Bailey. That is Peter Briar Patch. Peter Pryor patch. Are you just are you just saying rabbit related things you've heard now? No, I I know I know I can see it. It's a live action. I can see it. Mm -hmm. Don't throw me in a briar patch. Part of uh, Splash Mountain is based on this too. Like whoa, go ahead. Now it's uh it's um fave. Yeah, Nikki D. A briar patch, a briar, a briar rabbit. A bri- oh. briar rabbit is incorrect. <laughs> Bailey, I, I, I was good. It's, no, it's rabbit. it's uh, woo. Bailey, oh sorry, Bailey. I, I didn't know. Buzz my yeah, I know. buzz in. I'm sorry, Bailey. Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> it's one of those things, though. The word you're looking for is brer rabbit. rabbit. I said that. You, you said, said briar rabbit. You said briar. Well, don't, don't blame me for your stupidity. <laughs> I was close. That is the Br'er Rabbit. And your next clip for Game of Tones. Woo! Bailey? Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones is correct, but can you give us the title? Yes. That is, um, it's all right. It's, uh, it's, it's, Five, it's, uh. Four. Uh, eight, God almighty. Two. What's wrong with me today? One. <laughs> Jesus Jones. Oh, <laughs> Anybody got a Snickers bar? <laughs> well, come on, I gotta win. Let's go to the next one. Yeah, I, yeah, I, it, right here, right now, right now. I see. I was there with the right. And, uh-huh. so you, you need to give me a clue so I can guess. It. It was, <laughs> if I had a third person playing this game, I could get it because I could have. If you could give me a clue, I can guess it. Oh, yeah, start getting the guest in. Here's your next clip. I don't want to see Woo. you. Bailey. Woo. I don't want to see you because you're <laughs> California <laughs> carrots. <laughs> California carrots. Faith. Is it, is it a Toys R Us commercial? Oh. It's not a Toys R Us commercial. We'll play it again. I will. Right here. I don't want to see you scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head. I'll give you three more chances. That's creepy. Five, four, 
a nursery? Three. Did she say water spout? <laughs> Two. She runs the spider. She's like, listen. She's listening to the song. She's like, it's a money water spout. Down goes the devil and like chops up all his faces. <laughs> then his fingers eaten in the crease. Uh, you're the looking hell? for little bunny foo-foo. Little bunny foo-foo. Thanks. Hopping See, through the forest. The nursery Scooping up the field mice. Yeah. Bopping them on the head. Uh, this is... See, I'm not good like that. I had such a dysfunctional upbringing. I didn't I learn any of this. I didn't ride. see Bambi. I didn't see any of this stuff. I know what you're doing. <laughs> now we're talking about two points possible with this one. You can run on for a long time. Run on. Whoa. Bailey. That's Johnny Cash. Okay. You've given me the artist. And now the song. Wow. What's the song? Uh, Give me a second to think. (laughs) Four, three. You buzzing off fast. It's uh, one. uh, Folsom Eggs. Folsom Eggs is. Folsom Eggs. Woo! Bailey? Folsom Blues. (laughs) Folsom Blue Eggs. (laughs) Boy named Sue. (laughs) No. Five, four, three. Two, one. God, gonna cut you down. God, yeah, no. God, no cut you down. No, no. Okay. What's the score? Um, twelve to four. Oh, oh wow. God. He's uh, not playing anything. Is it considered domestic? Me any any beeps. Is this considered domestic violence? <laughs> no. Because this is an ass whooping. Not really. Uh, you know, twelve to four, four times three. That means I'm beating you three no, times over. You're talking to stalls because I'm about to start winning. Okay, and here's your next clip. Nikki D. <laughs> That's first Sunday. <laughs> that would be correct. Two points possible for this one. Whoa. Bailey. That is Rihanna. That is not Rihanna. <laughs> oh, oh then who is it? <laughs> God, you're going to kick yourself. I got to hear the whole thing. You're going to kick yourself. You, you love a hell of Oh, Bailey, that's Ariana Grande. Oh, yes, he knew it. He was dancing around it with Rihanna. But can I knew you, it. Can you tell me the song now? Absolutely, I can tell you the song. Love that for us. Now, <laughs> right now, yes, oh, please. Okay. You uh, wait four more seconds. That is uh, the big four, song from Ariana Grande that we all love called <laughs> "Where's <laughs> My Easter Basket." Uh, no, she knows where that is. Uh-uh. I know seven rings. Uh, I know four. I know. Seven um, eggs. <laughs> two, I don't know. Seven carrots. You know who's a woman? God is. God is a oh, woman. Oh, I've heard that song before. Yeah, God is a woman. Okay, just one point for this one. You ever have that feeling where you're not sure if you're awake or still dreaming? Faith. Nikki D. That is the Matrix. That would be Neo following the White Rabbit. Oh, very good. In the Matrix. Woo! Not a big Matrix guy. I, see, now I would have pinned you as a Matrix guy. I know, me too, but no. Come on, Nelson. Two points. Up. I'm catching up. I set out on a narrow way many years ago. Not a lot of hip-hop Jesus songs, sorry. I would find true love Whoa. Alone. Bailey? That is Miranda Lambert. That was a good guess. That's just the only country artist you know. No, woo. Bailey? That is uh, Lady Wilson. I'm like, you think it's a woman? Oh, that's not a woman? It's not even a woman? Play it again. 
I set down on a narrow way oh, wow. many years ago, <laughs> hoping I would find true love along the broken. I hope this isn't one of those artists that are beating up Budweiser right now. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. Come on, Nelson. Uh, woo, Bailey. That is Keith Urban. Mm, incorrect. Mm. The words you're looking for are rascal and flats. Oh, yeah, they sound soft. And then Bless the Broken Road. Bless God is actually road. in the lyrics, but not in the title. Okay, gotcha. All right, um, what's the score? The score is 13 to 6. Okay, so I'm going to make you a deal. Uh, this last point will be worth five. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Okay. All right, here we go. The last point for five. Has anyone here ever played basketball? Um, Faith. Uh- <laughs> Space Jam. Space Jam. There you go. Look at that. And <laughs> five points. Five points gets you to what? <laughs> <laughs> Final score is what? Thirteen to eleven. <laughs> oh my god. That's called quick math, my friends. Oh my god. Quick <sighs> Mike and Sack, congratulations. You got a four-pack of tickets to Six Flags, all right? Thank you, bro. All right, man. You have a good weekend. You hang on. Chanel, sorry about your damn luck, but, you know, tried to tell you. I know. I know it happens. Thank you. Nelson didn't help me with these clips. (laughs) It's not his job to help you. I thought all the Jesus stuff, you would know all the Jesus songs, even if they weren't. She's a phony baloney. She doesn't like God. Now, no. I can't let you say that about her. I can't stop you, but I was going to say, what are you going to do about it? I just feel I have to voice. Put my pen in your eye if you come near me. (laughs) See, look at her. Devil's coming out right now. Look at that. The devil? Because I'm erasing a board? Yeah. No. Look how she's erasing it. Like, how do you erase a board? That's blasphemy marker. Other than erasing it. No, that's, there's heat coming from it. There's no heat coming from it. Hellfire. Cool is a cucumber. Hellfire is coming down on that board. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing hell with him, Nicky oh. did. I'm bringing hell with me. <laughs> you guys might get you in a bun rush, but I'm going to split your head like a canoe. What is that from? Don't worry Blade, about it. No, Blade, no, you're sling, not. Yeah, sling, it'll take us forever thing. for you to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, how long do you go before you need to get paid? Meaning you've loaned somebody money, they're staying at your place, you've given them a loaner, maybe a car, maybe some tools in the shop, and they're taking advantage. When's the cutoff? Do you go to them and say, I need it back, or I need you to pay me? There's a celebrity with a good heart that did this and didn't ask for a dime. A little bit different, but very similar. So I'll tell you about that here in a minute. 916 909 0985, it's the BS on 98 Rock. <laughs> Stupid thing was, I didn't click the... I, I don't care. Yeah, just play it. Doesn't don't, matter. don't matter. Yeah, thank you very much. So uh, how long do you go before you need to get paid or ask for something back? Uh, we've all been in that situation. You've loaned someone money. Uh, you make the, the mistake. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's a friend. And then it goes for too long, right? Mm-hmm. And then it gets awkward and uncomfortable, and you're in a situation where, like, oh, are they taking advantage of me or are they not? Uh, what about somebody staying at your house? Like, hey, you can stay at my place until you get on your feet. And how long do they stay there? Because you don't usually put, like, a time limit on it, right? You just it's kind of understood because you're being helpful. Exactly. You know? I've had that happen. I've let my uh, family members come move in with me. And in my case, um, they 
not only stayed with me for a long period of time, but they brought their friends to come in too. Oh. So that became a huge problem. And that's when I kind of stopped with the helping family and living together and all that type of stuff. You make the mistake. We all make it. You know, good hearted people make the mistake. Oh, absolutely. You absolutely. Know, you're, you're doing well. There was a guy that uh, we used to work with. He's now since passed. Uh, so I'm not speaking ill of the dead, mm-hmm. but true story. He was in a spot, needed to borrow some cash. Mm-hmm. I was not close with this person. We were business acquaintances. Oh. And he had brought it up to me, and he was, uh, oddly enough, on his bank account, on his computer, mm-hmm. like right in front of me. So I saw his balance, mm-hmm. and he was in a spot where he needed to get into a new place. And he kind of just said out loud, where am I going to come up with X amount of dollars? And I said, I'll loan it to you. And just I didn't even it. think about it. I just said it. And he goes, uh, he goes, and he starts crying, like this guy over here cries mm-hmm. over everything. Well, don't give me any money because I will cry. You do something that generous. And so uh, he starts crying, and I'm like, oh man, it's I hate that. I hate when people cry around me. I was like, don't worry about it, dude. It's all going to be okay. It's going to be taken care of. Just thinking I'm doing good, and uh, and and I, you know, give him the money. I just transfer the money or whatever it was, and he says, this is when I'm going to pay you back, and that time comes and goes. And they don't even mention it. Oh. It's like it didn't even exist. And so I finally have to go to them. And then you have to lie, right? You have to make up a situation. I'm, there's a reason I'm bringing this up. I'll get to it in a second. But you have to like make like, hey, man, I really could use that cat. Right. <laughs> three, no, you don't. Three months ago, I was on top of the world, living large. Just happens three months later, I really need that cash. <laughs> Absolutely. And then they get an attitude with you when you ask for your money back. Mm-hmm. And it was like pulling teeth. That's crazy. To get it back. And it bothered me. So then I had a different taste in my mouth of this person. Uh, I just thought it was kind of rude. So anyway, I'm bringing it up. This is kind of similar. I don't know. It just made me think of that scenario. But back in 1994, Brad Pitt bought this house in L.A. from Elvira. And then over the years, how cool is that? Uh, well, that's what they do. They just buy houses from each other. Elvira, what is uh, Penn and Teller? Uh, Penn, Penn's he's like a freak. Love those guys. And he's his basement is like a dungeon or something. Like you tie him up, like the Chinese swing and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like some of these some of these celebrities have some freaky houses. I'd buy and they, that. And they bought them from like haunted places, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he proceeded to this Brad Pitt. He proceeded to buy all the surrounding properties. To make the estate this like gigantic compound, I guess. One of those properties belonged to this guy in his early 90s. And apparently his wife had recently passed Aww. and he didn't want to leave. But Aww. now Brad Pitt's his landlord, which is kind of cool. It is. <laughs> but it's also he's also living in a house that so what Brad Pitt it- owns. <laughs> he's like, so it's just, it's not, I don't think Brad Pitt was in the landlord business. So he allowed him to live there free, rent free until he died. He actually, st- it, it, but you want to guess how, how how old he was when he died? He was Maybe in his er- 90, early 95. 105. I was going to say, what? I bet he went over triple digits. So as much of a nice guy, I'm sure Brad Pitt is, I'm sure at some point he's like, all right, man, this is getting silly. Most people, when their spouses die, they don't live that long without them. Right. He must not have been happy. And do you think it was like, a, a for Brad Pitt, do you think it was like a family guy gag where it's like funny and then it's not funny anymore and then somehow it goes on long enough, it becomes funny again? Well, when you have that kind of cash, you're okay. You're okay. I mean, like if I had that kind of cash, I would do nice things like that too. Yeah, ninety four. That's how many movies he's got under his belt. Like two big ones at that point. Maybe Interview with the Vampires ninety four. Who Brad Pitt? Yeah, 
Not p- everything he touches is awesome. I know, but what I'm saying is you're talking about him being like this guy that's like swinging a bunch of dollars around. And in L.A., he was, I bet his, his uh, what do you call it, what they pay him, his rate, it wasn't all that high by 94. It if wasn't he had t- enough money to build a compound, he was fine. Dude, the guy, every movie he's been in, with the exception <laughs> of like maybe two, have been hits. He's part of the Oceans franchise, Fight Club, uh, Troy. Um, by the way, I'm a, I, I've got I've got a man crush on Brad. It, I see. It has nothing to do with the way he looks. It's the way he eats. He purposely eats in every movie. This is a thing. There's actually dot coms built around this. He says it humanizes his character. How he eats? How he eats. Every movie. Moneyball, watch how he eats popcorn. I've never paid attention to how Brad Every eats. movie he's in, he eats he purposely. He does. I didn't know it was every movie. My favorite thing that he eats is the shrimp in Ocean's Eleven when he and Matt Damon are waiting for Julia Roberts. It makes you test. want a shrimp cocktail. It, it, and he shakes his hand because <laughs> everybody knows like it's got it's a little wet. Right? <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm waiting for you to, like, demonstrate. How does he eat this shrimp? Well, I'll show you. So, <laughs> so, like, okay, so this is the shrimp cocktail, right? Okay. So he takes the shrimp and he dips it in. Uh-huh. And he puts it in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he turns his back because he can't let her see him because they know each other. Uh-huh. And so Matt Damon's facing forward. And then he turns around and he eats the shrimp. And Matt Damon says, you know, something. He goes, this is my favorite part of the day. And uh, and Brad Pitt eats the shrimp. And then he shakes he <laughs> shakes his hand like this after he eats it. Like, he puts it in his mouth. Uh-huh. And he goes... It just shakes it off. A little wet. Okay, so it's you like the wet. handshake. It, it, it's a, by the way, it's not, this isn't a me thing. This is a thing. This is a total thing. What about if somebody borrows like a tool from the garage? Mm. They're your neighbor. They borrow something. It's been gone for a couple weeks now. You just can't get a hold of them. Like, do you eventually go to them and say, you know what? I, I need to charge you for this. No, I think what you go to them and say is you go under the auspices of that you needed it. So like, hey, man, can I get that? Can I get the table saw back out? The wife's got me working on something in the backyard. What's the longest somebody can live with you? Mm. Rent free. Oh, rent free. Mm. How old are you? Yeah, I guess that does matter. It matters. In my 20s, early 20s and late teens, I would say my buddy basically lived at my house. He hadn't hadn't moved out of his parents' house. I would say the longest somebody has lived with me rent-free is about two years. Wow. Yeah. They lived with me for two years. Is that the same person you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Did you try to get them out? Um, No, I didn't. Because it was family, and I was trying to be helpful, so no, I didn't try to get them out. But I did. Oh, wait a minute. I remember. I think I remember that, right? I don't think you do, no. Oh. I didn't know you then. Oh, okay. I thought uh, you had a situation. I learned my lesson by the time I met you. <laughs> Not to let. <laughs> but I did help a roommate, but she didn't live free. She paid. Who was this family member? Brother, sister? My sister. I only have sisters. No. Yep. But I did let my cousin borrow my car, and we stopped talking for about three years because of it. Oh, no. What she wouldn't happened? give it back? No, I let her borrow my car because she needed to get to work, and at that time, I was working from home, So, and I had a radio event that I had to do that afternoon. So I gave her my car, letting her know I need it back at a certain time. So she goes to work. It's time for her to bring the car back. I got to be to my event, and she's not showing up. So I'm, I'm calling her, texting her, like, hey, you know, where's my car? She was at the mall Christmas shopping. And I'm like, mm. I told you I needed my car at a certain time. And she got mad at me because she felt like I didn't have a right to give her an attitude. See, see with those situations, I get very uh, – there's that – switch that flips on me yes especially when it comes to my house i I told you like when uh, the first girl i moved in with uh when we broke up 
I needed a roommate because I couldn't afford the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So a guy that I worked with moved in. But I thought it was going to be cool, right? We were like in our late 20s or something. And I was like, yeah, we're just going to be fun. <laughs> bros. <laughs> bros, right? We're going to be like, I've got a new friend, like instant friend. This is going to be so much fun. And I, he was in for, I remember when he moved in, moved him into the back room upstairs, and he chipped my wall. Mm-hmm. And I kind of lost it a little bit. And then I was like, okay, just relax, Bailey. And <laughs> two weeks into it, I come home, and he's sitting on my couch. I don't know if he was bare ass or in underwear. <gasps> and uh, instantly, I just said, you got to go. In the common area? Yeah, I said, you got <laughs> to go. But they're two dudes, so he, he's not thinking it's a deal being that's, in the common area, two dudes. That's a deal. That's what dudes do, right? In the locker room, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't. <laughs> you if, like, you just moved in, you're still tap dancing around the rules. Because it's not your place. Yeah, it'd be different if maybe he had bought some furniture that was in the spot. Maybe it wasn't his couch. But you know what? The the lazy boy is his, and he got all the lights and, and whatever. But he's putting cheeks on, on his seat? Because I was I very know. possessive of this stuff. Now, I've had roommates back in college where everything was equal. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a roommate that used to come home late, drunk, cook something in the kitchen, naked. Leave pubes on the floor. <laughs> Couldn't do a thing about it. And it's because y'all moved in there together. Yeah, just accepted it. Okay. Right. You had to. See a pube, it's his. <laughs> How do you know? It was on that vinyl tile. Oh. Those little yeah. vinyl tiles. You can't sweep it off. <laughs> it gets stuck. A cheap vinyl tile. <laughs> All right, second round of headlines. Two big stories from today. What you got there, Nikki D? I'm going to tell you why a man used a fish as a weapon and what caused Diddy to pay 5000 a month to sting. All right. We'll get you all that here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Headlines. All right. Here we go. Second round of headlines. Go ahead, Nikki. A man in Detroit said, sell me the fish or I'll just hit you with it. H3. I'm at the Macomb County Prosecutor's Office where Peter Lucido told me in his decades-long career he's never been involved in a case like this. Now, this story has been receiving a lot of attention due to the fact a fish was used as the weapon in this case. But Lucido says this is not a laughing matter. Not a laughing matter, Bailey. Sorry. This is serious business. So this 60-year-old guy goes to the market. He wants to get some fish. Well, they closed at 7 p.m. due to Ramadan, so the uh, worker there told him that he wouldn't be able to sell him the fish. He picks the fish up out of the ice, which is four pounds is how much it weighs, and he knocks the guy over the head with the fish because he tells him that he can't sell it to him. So, of course, he's arrested, and he's charged with assault by fish is what the charge is calling. It's not by fish. It's assault by fish. There's no way that's a thing. The police chief said, even if you assault somebody by fish in my county, you're going to jail. It's silly. I I remember the first time I heard of one of these silly assault with food stories and the way that the news and law enforcement talked about it. It was like they brought out a machete and it was a couple driving in the car and like the wife threw a hamburger patty at the husband and they had to pull over and they're arguing and blah, blah, blah. She goes to jail. It was so silly. It's a food fight. It's a food fight. But it, that's that's dangerous. In this case, it's dangerous because the fish is frozen. So that's like hitting somebody over the head with a, a brick or a block. Yeah, four pound. Ice. Yeah, four pound brick of ice. Yeah. But the guy, the guy's got to go to jail now, and the rest of the hardcore criminals are going to ask him what he's in for. Mm. 
And he's he, he can't tell him that he's in for assaulting somebody with a frozen <laughs> fish. Yes, he can. They might laugh at him so much that they don't want to attack him in jail because he's a funny guy. That's silly. That's silly. How much time? Like, is, is five to ten or what? Well, he's out right now. He has to go back on the 27th. He got on, on a $5,000 bail. Oh, that's got to be a misdemeanor then, right? So it's a misdemeanor charge, oh, yeah. but still. He's going to get time served. Probably. And he says he's an MD, so he's a little doctor. If you hit somebody with a fish, assault him, you should definitely get some schooling. <laughs> give him his give him his prop oh, for his joke. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Bad jokes. This is gonna be a book soon. Oh, it All is. Right, next one. Not getting a sample approved is costing Diddy millions. H four. I love that performance. That was nineteen ninety seven, I think, at the MTV Awards when uh Diddy sung that song with Sting. Yeah, that was um, cool. That was really cool performance. Yes, I love that performance. The reason why this story is resurfacing because you know how the internet is, and one of the old Breakfast Club interviews from back in like 2018 resurfaced where Sting was telling the Breakfast Club that because Diddy did not get permission when he sampled this song, that he had to pay Sting $2,000 a day. Diddy came back and responded a couple days ago to the post that's resurfacing saying, no, 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 I don't pay him $2,000 a day, I pay him $5,000 a day. A day? But I don't a think day. he pays it. The it's, label pays it. It's bad boy entertainment or whatever. Label. Yeah. But, but he's not paying it. What is it with Sting and getting rappers to use his music but not, like, go through the right channels? He took every dollar of that Juice World hit that, that Juice World put out. I don't know what you're talking about. What is, is that a theme park? Yeah. The, it, no, Juice World was a rapper that had died. Which oh. song is that one? It was uh, um, um, Lucid Dreams. Well, he's also, Sting is a thief, too, because he stole that Roxanne song from Eddie Murphy. Right? That song. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right Nikki D? I was a child, okay? I was a child. I wonder how I much Sting pays Eddie that. Murphy. <laughs> it was not Eddie Murphy's song. Actually, that's the story. Sting pays Eddie Murphy $6,200 a day for stealing Roxanne. Yeah, that's the Sting version. Here's the Sting version. I know. We're... Not the Eddie Murphy version, which is the original, the OG. This is... Even though it came out years later for maybe 25 seconds and 48 hours. How could you think that Eddie Murphy sang that? Because I was a child. I don't understand what private you don't get. I was a child. When I saw this movie, Eddie Murphy was in a jail cell singing this song. But you and that's think, how I know this song. You would think as you got older, especially if you're in the music business, it would have come up at some point in time where... <laughs> I never like heard the song. Like maybe you would have educated yourself. <laughs> I've never heard the song. Oh my god! I mean, sorry. The the probability of you hearing <laughs> Sting and the Police. I mean, no. pretty good, just in life in general. Yeah, well, right. Not in my life. I never heard that song. In so. a mall somewhere? No. Like in a TV commercial? Music no. in an elevator? Right. Not, I'm not on a movie. Not on anything other than me hearing Eddie Murphy singing in that jail cell. I've never heard that song. All right, I'll say it again. You got to get out more. Well, there we go. But now I know what it is. And, and it's even horribly sang. Too. I mean, on purpose, obviously. Yeah. That's the, that's the <laughs> version how, I know. How, my God, this Sting guy really toned this up. He really worked on this <laughs> Talk about a remix, baby. You know the song Eddie Murphy did sing? Uh, Shucks. I do know what song he actually did sing. The party song. 
I want to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. We're in that sweet 80s sweater. I believe at one with time. Them red, with them red uh, leather pants on. I believe at one time he had the number one comedy album, he had the number one movie out, and he had the number one song out all at the no, same no, no, time. No, 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 no. He was wearing jeans and a sweater in that video, and it was the recording of it. He was in the studio. Mm-hmm. You're thinking of Delirious. Right, but I think that's the album that was out around the same time that was number one when he had the number one song. One of the best stand-ups, not only Raw, but Delirious. Forever. Oh. The House Burger bit. (laughs) One of the funniest things I've ever heard. All right, uh, do you still buy tangible things like albums, CDs, VCR tapes? Does anybody still do that? Uh, Or is it just a nostalgia factor? You know, I know records are back in play. Cassettes, according to Metallica, might be back in play. I asked this because Metallica's new album, 72 Seasons, is coming out here in a week, and they've put together, like, the package, like we're living in 92, 93. Do I think Metallica fans will buy it? Absolutely. But will anybody else? I think people won't buy stuff like that because they don't want the tangible items anymore. Just for that fact. They don't want... Have stuff to jewel carry cases and all that other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. You could tell me I'm wrong. What's the last thing you bought? Do you still buy them? Do they even sell them? Really? I think more people probably buy vinyls than they do CDs. I don't even think you can buy CDs anymore. Where would you? You'd have to order them online. No idea. Bye. Um, huh? Bye. What's five? Are you just making noises? No, that's what? the Fee. store in the mall where oh. you can get the CDs still. <laughs> Fum. Thought she was like having a stroke. F Y E five. 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 What's wrong with Nikki? Five. Oh no, guys, we need to go to commercial. We gotta figure out what's wrong with Nikki. 916-909-0985. Give us a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Thanks for being here. It's the BS on 98 Rock. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that's Nikki D. There is Nelson. Uh, always free on the Odyssey app. Just in case you didn't know. Get our podcast there. You can stream us. Also get the podcast on the Baileyshow.com. On the social media, Instagram and Facebook, uh, at Listen to the BS. If you give us a follow, we'd appreciate that. I know people are reaching out to me on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter for the show. No. It's just too much. But I have a personal Twitter, at Mr. Jason Bailey. And then uh, the podcast Twitter. But, uh, yeah, don't. it's just too much. That's why we, we post on your personal one and the podcast one. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like the idea that what Metallica's doing with their 11th studio album that comes out next Friday, uh, 72 seasons. One, I think the name is clever. I'm I'm biased too because I'm a Metallica fan, but um, the whole idea of the title of this, it's derived from the premise that the first 18 years of our lives will shape and inform our behaviors and personality types. It's like very deep. Mm -hmm. I agree with that though. Yeah, well, it's Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. And that's Absolutely. it's just a cool name for an album. I was watching an interview with Rob uh, Trillo. He was on a podcast and uh, talking about how this is his favorite Metallica album that he's been a part of. You know, I mean, there are albums before Rob, of course, mm. good ones still. Well, yeah, yeah. The, arguably maybe the best ones, Obviously. but so far so good. Lux Eterna, which is Latin for Eternal Light, we actually played that before we started the show. Good song. You know, had a couple, you know, the releases so far, Screaming Suicide, If Darkness Had a Sun, 72 Seasons. So it's it's cool. Now, here's the thing. The reason I'm bringing it up, one, because, you know, if you listen to this radio station, I'm assuming you're a Metallica fan. It's like 
one of those things where even if you're not a Metallica fan, you don't tell people you're not a Metallica fan? No, because they're so cool. What, they're, they're one of very few bands you cannot say you don't like. People yeah. will beat you up for that? I don't know they're going to beat you up, but I, I know if you're if if you're a rocker. If you like rock, there's no way you can say you don't like Metallica. I feel well, like I've on. heard somebody say that. No, you can you cannot be a you cannot be a fan of Metallica, uh-huh. but you don't say it. Uh, I get you. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You cannot be careful, but don't say it out loud to people. Right. There's certain, and, and maybe this is an old school kind of gearhead mentality, but it was like the harder it was, the less you were critical of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like Slipknot, you don't go and say you're not a fan of Slipknot. It's a sacrilege, right? Well, maybe people do. I don't know. So Times have, have changed. Hide who you like and who you don't like and rock. Well, no, it's just a way of saying it. Like if you're having a, a rock conversation with somebody and you're like, "Yeah, the new Metallica album comes out next Friday," and the person's not a fan of it, they would say, if they're a true rock person, they'd be like, "Oh, that's cool." I never. Re- the, the The line is, "I never really got into them." There you go. Uh, wow. Gotcha. You put your <laughs> finger right on it I there. I never really got into that. That's that's what you say. You don't yeah. criticize it because you can't because they're awesome and they're they brought heavy metal to the mainstream world. Well, and honestly, if you say it like you say it to me, and then I go, "Oh, I'm not into them," then the, you're gonna ten minutes. They're gonna spend. What do you mean you don't like them? What about this? Right. What about this? Or this song or S and M and okay, okay. I can't believe you don't. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. All of a sudden, you're a communist. Yeah, right. You're the worst person. So the thing with this album. So before I think we got details on when the album was coming out or something, there was a news story that Metallica had bought a vinyl printing plant, which is way cool. So this album, you can purchase. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I mean, I'm sure it'll be sold separately and all that stuff, but there's a whole package of this album. The artwork's way cool. All their artwork is always really cool. But it's the yellow and black vibe, and it comes in vinyl. Uh, it, It has these beautiful pictures of the guys, and it also comes in cassette, which is kind of neat. Uh, and I and I watched James Hetfield um, uh, like unravel all of this, like show it off on mm-hmm. social media, and I'm I'm thinking it's cool. Like me personally, it, would I buy it? Yes, because to me, I'm looking at as a, as a collector's piece. I was just about to right. say, would that be a collector's item to have all those bits and pieces from you know? Yeah, but out? but then I then I kind of was like, God, what a what a dick thing to say. I, I would buy it just because it's a collector's item. Oh, not because you're a fan of Metallica and you want to listen. Exactly. You know, it was like, well, I, I don't I don't collect that stuff anymore. I'm like, how many people are not going to buy this, or they don't buy tangible things because tangible things are no longer a thing? Yeah. I think you're hitting on it. Yeah, but because they're streaming, so I'm sure Metallica still is going to release this where it can be streamed. Of course. I would buy this just to have it and say, I have this collector's item. I don't think that's a bad thing to say. Well, I'm not saying it is a bad thing to say. What I'm saying is is that, and what I'm asking, is if people still buy tangible things. No. For the sake of enjoying said tangible thing, people in rock do. I've seen it. Like I, I've just seen it at a, at a previous place I was at because that's how we fundraised was getting tangible things. But they all had to be signed. Like I don't see a lot of people rushing out that aren't hardcore Metallica fans just buying up the box set. But if like Tool, they release the last album in seven pieces of vinyl and all the band has signed it, I can see why you would maybe go after that. Yeah, I just, I just, the people, my son was a, you know, he's he's just turned 22. And oddly enough, when, you know, he's a big rock guy, he plays guitar and all that stuff. 
he's he was a tangible kid, but I think because he's you know high functioning. Uh-huh. Oh, yep. I, I think that has something to do with mm-hmm. it, right? Right. Because your kid's the same way. Yes, exactly. I w- it would totally be, uh, he would be drawn to certain uh, physical things. and par- I, I see him building collections as he gets older, yes. Trying to figure things out, tinker, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Uh, 916-909-0985 if, if you want to get in on this uh, conversation. Now, going back, when I when, when collecting tangible things was was the only way to do it, uh, a guy with me with OCD, I would have to have everything. Yes, you know, I, I have to have two of everything as is right now. So you can open one and set it out, and leave one in the package so it can be saved. And I had my CD collection. It, it was it was a library, mm. and then it was all you know done alphabetically. That's cool. My I'm cl- sorry. my closet at my house is done by colors and by clothes, just because of my OCD. Yeah. That's cool, though, man. Just just because I've got the OCD. The VHS tapes. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world back in the day because when you would bring a girl over to the the house, it was like going to Blockbuster. You, You had your own Blockbuster, right? Did you get the book out or did you just show them to them in their little sleeves? What are you talking about, the VHS tapes? Yeah, the VHS tapes. I don't remember having books. My aunt was one of the old school, like, not bootleggers, I guess, but she would go to the Blockbuster. The first the pirate music. Uh-huh. She would go to the Blockbuster, and then she would put, you know, because you could do EP or LP on the tape, the VCR tape, the VHS tapes. Yeah. So she would go and rent three movies a weekend and then burn them onto one, and then she had the library. So if you bought a blank VHS, it had, like, code stickers on it, like G249, and she had a book. And you would just like the Dewey Decimal System be able to go and grab movies out of it. And now she's only got two years left on her sentence. Yeah, they cracked down and they finally <laughs> found. And, I, and and look, I'll say this about you vinyl collectors that don't appreciate the vinyl. Uh, it bothers me it, it, because it's trendy, and you're 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 there's there's you know they have uh, vinyl day, record day, whatever it is. And I just hear people and see people collecting this vinyl stuff. And it, they're not collecting it because they want to hear the pops and the hisses. And the by the way, I, I get that it's cool, like the, the the sound of vinyl, but it's only cool for certain music. It's not cool for present day music. I don't understand why people want to hear this stuff on vinyl. <laughs> like the whole idea is for it to be crisp and clear. That's the music what like of our generation that we've grown up with. If you're 90 years old and you want to listen to Perry Como or Bing Crosby, <laughs> I can understand that. But you know, you're not. You're not listening for the pops and hisses for Metallica. That doesn't no. make any sense to me. Mm-mm. So you collect it. And then it gets into the argument of, are you buying it as a fan or are you buying it as a collector? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, Nick, how are you, buddy? Is that Vacaville? Hey, Va- I'm doing all right. Va- I'm Vacaville. Doing all right. Vacaville. Vacaville. right? Yes. Okay. You got to help me out. I'm still new, so I'm just trying to learn all this stuff. How are you, Nick? I'm doing all right, man. It's good to be Friday. Uh, I hear that. So you're a fan. You'll buy this? Yeah, so I prefer, you know, if, if you like an artist, you want to buy that tangible item. That's how they get the most money. They don't make anything off streaming. You're right. You're absolutely correct. And, and that's cool that you say that. I agree. Uh, you know, you'd think, okay, you're in radio business. You get free concert tickets. I'm not saying we don't. But there are plenty of shows that I don't get free concert tickets, and if I'm a fan of the band, I will buy the tickets for that reason because that's what they do for a living. And I've got friends in the business that in return, if I'm selling something, they will then purchase it as well. That's a cool attitude to have as a fan. 
Yeah. All right. Thank you, Nick. Have a good weekend, buddy. We'll see you. The other person worked, uh, they just dropped off. They worked at a, a CD store. No, he said he still buys. He was saying that he still buys CDs and all the things as well. He doesn't do streaming. Do you remember the first CD you ever bought? Oh, what was the first CD? I can I tell you bought? the first, definitely the first two. I can, maybe the first three, possibly. Um, I think it was Joan. Joan? Uh-huh. What's that? Her name was Joan Baez? Oh, Joan, Jonas Brothers. Nope. Joan. Her name was Joni Joan Joan. Oh, what is her name? Joan. I used to love her. I don't Nora know why jo- my brain. Nora Jones. <laughs> okay, like there's no other Jones out there. There is another Joan. But anyway, I bought her art, her, Moan her and album. Moan Joan. <laughs> no. Romance and the Joan. <laughs> yeah. What is her name? Joan, Lane, Joan Ranger. Joan London. Joan London. No, it's not Joan London. Joan of Arc. Did you already say that? Oh. Did my mom put out her? My mom's name's Joan. Joan the mom. <laughs> no. Okay. So you bought Joan. Yep. I bought That was Joan. Nikki's first album, Joan. My first album cost me a week of lunch. Why? Well, lunch, that's for you. Yeah, you want to talk about expensive. Uh, you, <laughs> think like, about me. It's like feeding a pride of lions. So Trent had to get rid of his, uh, my buddy had to get rid of his nine inch nails downward spiral. So I traded a week's lunch ticket for it. Is, I, are you referring to Trent Reznor? No, no, the, no, my oh. buddy Trent. No, no, not Mr. Reznor. No. <laughs> so uh, sleazy Trent that I grew up with, he had to get rid of it. I traded a full week's lunch ticket. So, That's cool, though. Yeah, and then I left it in my Did math class. Did you not class. eat? Oh, no, I didn't eat, and I left it in my math class. And then my teacher called my mom, and she snapped it in front of me. Uh, did you tell your teacher that you hadn't eaten for a week? Mm-hmm. He yeah. didn't care. He didn't care. No, he didn't care. But that's a good story. Yeah, it is. Good. I mean, it's worth it now. During then, talk to Fat Nelson as a kid, though. But I'm you're scarred because what you've done ever since is like, I'll show him and watch how much food I eat to make up for that week. Is that right? <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> New Kids on the Block was my first CD. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And then quickly after, Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction. <laughs> what a mix. I, I had a, a, a shoebox, a Fila shoebox. Oh. Fila shoebox. Because oh. you had Filas? I, well, of oh, course. Oh, was cool? Yeah. Okay. I had a Fila shoebox that... Uh, was on top of one of my tower speakers of my Fisher stereo system. Oh, nice. You know, the big tower stereo stuff. Yes. And my it, it was empty, so I got my new kids on the block, so hang in tough, you know? <laughs> so I got that, and uh, and, and then the, the next one I got was Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. And I, I want to say the next one was Warrant and then Bad English, I think in those order. But I, but I was a collector. And then I started stealing them, of course. Oh. And then, then I had another shoebox, and then another shoebox. And that was my, oh, yeah. That was my case logic stuff. <laughs> you know. And in college, I had so many CDs. You know, the case logic, you'd put it in there, right? And I would, uh, on my drive back from uh, Wingate, North Carolina, back to Sarasota, Florida, I would do a playlist of the CDs based off of where I was going to be at. That's that's a lot of detail. That's a lot of detail. I did buy a crisscross album. That one I can't remember. Yes. Buying. Mm-hmm. And I can remember I missed school one day and I was terrified. I'm like, my dad is going to kill me. He's going to be so mad. 
and he pulls up to pick me up and take me to school and he's blaring I missed the bus oh. off my crisscross album that I had left in his car. Yes. I was like, yay. He must have heard it, had to put him in a good mood and save me. I guess there's a lot of money in these vinyls. They're they're not cheap. I know that. I've seen the price on the on the vinyls. And the cassette, I, I guess the cassette's making a, uh, Metallica wouldn't put it in this album if if it's not making a comeback. It, it, is it like is it like the vinyls? It's like a new hipster move more than it is a vinyl. But it's, where do you play a cassette? Nobody's got a cassette player. Yeah, I haven't seen any, like, Sony hasn't re-released a, a Walkman or anything. I, I couldn't tell you the last time that I, well, yeah, I can actually. The last time I saw a cassette player was I had a 2006 Lexus GS300. <laughs> Loved that car. And I bought it in 2007. And believe it or not, it had a cassette player in it. Wow, even that late. Yeah, even that. I had to I had to go to Best Buy and get them to install that little cord to plug into my iPhone 3 so I could play music off of it. That's awesome. Well, you can still buy cassette players on Amazon. Well, I'm sure you can, but mm-hmm. when's the last time you've seen a guy, you know, jogging down Douglas with his Walkman? And then the little speakers with the fuzz, remember? And then the thin headband that went over the top, like that silver headband and the yellow fuzzy ears? I saw at least five people ride past me a week ago with boomboxes on their bicycles. Boom like when people a- are into things, they're into them. So it's making a resurgence. It's coming back around. People are doing things that was throwback. Maybe we can I go. five of them. Maybe we can. If we're going to go back like that, let's go back like 100% mentally. Let's stop doing weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> stop shooting people and uh, holding people. People hostage yes. and protest and all kinds of stuff. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's call it the Walkman days. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're going to jump on the trend of going back to my day mm-hmm. of the Walkman, then you can't do anything stupid. Because mm-hmm. we good. didn't do the stupid stuff. We didn't. We had sense. I think you guys might have. I don't know that I did. Well, I, I don't think that you ever grabbed two hostages and shot at cops. Fair. Exactly. No, I have never done that. That's what Didn't I'm talking about. I'm talking about that. Mm. So anyway, this is pretty cool. It comes out next Friday. Um, they've got the worldwide listening party that's going to happen in theaters on the 13th, so the day before. That's next Thursday. And if you go to Metallica.film, you can find out different places. I know in Sacramento uh, at the Regal Marketplace in RPX, they got a 730. I think we're doing something, too, at the station. So 98 Rock will be a part of that. Nice. This is like, I guess, the station that back in the day, you know, because Metallica is a San Francisco band, uh-huh. but this was the station. Ooh. At least that's what I've been told. Maybe it was wow. like, it was pretty cool. Oh, you know what? I should have told my James Hetfield story. I got a good James Hetfield story. Hmm. One of my most embarrassing moments in radio. Oh, no. No way. Not, not in front of a big guy like him. Oh, yeah. It was bad. All right. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you that. It, it's, it's one of my most embarrassing moments. Radio stories of all time. It's This was something so stupid because I was so green and so dumb that I did that I still regret to this day. And I'm reminded about it all the time because of the picture that I have on my wall. And I do that on purpose because it was so bad. I'll tell you that story here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Let me share my James Hetfield story with you. One of my most embarrassing stories in my almost 30 years of doing this. Um. Ready to hear this. It, and I don't get embarrassed <laughs> often. I really, really don't. Uh, and we're talking about Metallica because 72 Seasons comes out next Friday. It's very exciting. 11 studio album for Metallica fans. So, you know, the whole shebang with the vinyl and the cassette and so on and so forth. So uh, th- this goes back to 2002, I want to say, when it was the Summer Sanitarium Tour. It was Metallica. It was Linkin Park. It was Limp Biscuit and it was the Deftones. Wow. 
And I was doing radio in Orlando and had been in rock radio for a couple years at that time. And uh, I had a mini disc player. So if you're not familiar with what a mini disc player is, <laughs> it's it would it's it's like a, a like almost like a floppy disc, a square disc, and you would record on it, and the audio would be better than recording on a cassette or something like mm-hmm. that. It was high tech at the time, right? And we were doing getting uh, drops, bits, bites, whatever you know, huh. from all the all the artists. And we had this little section, and at the time it was called the Citrus Bowl, where the University of Central Florida used to play, my alma mater, and it was a a crap hole. I mean, this place was horrible. When you go up, when you did, Campus World has now redone it, but when you go all the way to the top at the time, uh, I remember being uh, doing something else there for a a football team that they they had got, the Tuskers, and I was doing play-by-play or something, and the wall started vibrating, and we had no idea why. And somebody comes in, I said, what's wrong with the wall? Why is it vibrating? Should we be worried? He's like, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. It's just the bats passing through. The bats were passing through, and there were so many of them. The vibration of the wing shook the wall, and they flew out. (laughs) Freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) Just to kind of tell you what kind of place this was. So we 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 had a little broadcast area, and, and, and I'm having a good time. I'm drinking. This one young and stupid. Mm-hmm. Don't drink and work. Oh, I was about to say you were drinking while working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. of your no nos. Well, because I was like, oh, this is how you do it. This is what everybody else is doing. You're a party guy, right? Look at me, I'm cool and all that stuff. <laughs> then it got worse because Chino from the Deftones came up to do an interview, and he's getting high. And so we're oh, getting high. That too? We're getting high together. Oh. Well, contact, oh. right? Like, and, <laughs> by the way, 2002. This was not accepted. I mean, people were not going. Hey, this weed's legal. This wasn't. It's a different time and day. But I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to. That's not going to be cool. Right. So now it's hitting me, and it's hot outside. Hence, summer sanitarium. So all this is happening. The heat and blah blah blah. They were like, all right, it's time for you to go do the the metallic interview. And what they did during the summer sanitarium tour is that, and I knew, I mean, I knew stuff, but I didn't know a lot. I wasn't, for some reason, researching. I don't know what was, I don't know what I was thinking. You were just partying and having a good time. I was like, I'm showing up and I'll do whatever they need me to do. But I didn't do, I did zero research on anything. I didn't think I had to. Uh huh. And they lined, because uh, there was other radio uh, people there, and they lined us all up and they had these portables, you know, like the RVs, mm-hmm. you know, like little RV things. And I'm up next, and we didn't know who we were getting. And they brought they, they took me and my promotions guy into one of these portables, and there was nothing in it. It was empty, with the exception of a desk, like an old-school wood desk, and a drum kit for some reason. Well, I guess somebody was playing drums. but So they bring us in there, and we wait it, and wait it, and wait it, and wait it. And then this very large man walks into the portable and says, You guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> And I, and and my and I'm at that point where my were you nervous? I, I don't think I was nervous. It was my buzz was still buzzing, but yet crashing. So it was like oh. I was needing something. Oh yeah, the sweats are hitting you now, and I'm and- tired, but yet I'm still kind of drunk, and I'm a little high, uh, but I'm excited, and yes, probably nervous. Okay, right? You ready? Yeah, we're ready, man. Let's go. It made me feel nervous when you said it. <laughs> In walks James Hetfield. Okay. How did you feel then? That dude's presence. Intimidating. Is, yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's pretty amazing. You know, I mean, certain guys 
have that. Gavin Rosdale has that too with Bush. I believe that. Yeah, you know, certain 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 guys just have. It's it's not like he was mean or he wasn't. No, a, no, it's just the mere seeing them like somebody you've probably listened to for years and idled, and he's standing in front of you. Right, and exactly. you're not even in your right mind. Okay. <laughs> So we we, right. we we start the interview. I got my little sheet with notes and, and, and you know, I've never been a question on paper guy. So I just have my notes and you know, looking it over and start asking them. And it was St. Anger had just come out. And so, uh, we're, you know, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking about seven, eight minutes into this conversation. Uh, remember, my promotions guy's there and he's holding this blue mini disc player. I hear mm-hmm. click. Oh, and I know exactly what that sound is. The what battery is- ran out. Oh, no. And so I continued. I was just going to play it off because I was like, that's really embarrassing. The promotions <laughs> guy goes, hey, dude, this thing's not on. <laughs> oh, no. he-, he didn't get the playoff memo. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just hit that button again. It's, oh. Sometimes it does that. I'm sorry, James. We'll, we'll figure this out. Just, and again, I'm still I'm kind of slurry a little bit. You can definitely smell it. Maybe right. you know, it, was, it was not uh, not very professional. But I'm a young punk, right? And uh, so it starts up again. Like there was, like we were juicing every last bit of juice <laughs> in the battery. <laughs> that damn bunny was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> and it starts up again. And we go for about another 60 some odd seconds. Click. Oh. Hey, man, I think the batteries are dead. Oh, God. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Uh, so now I'm just really embarrassed, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry. Uh, he was like, well, I'm, and this is what he says to me. He goes, hey, man, I'm sure you can cut it up, and it'll be fine. I was like, God, you're so cool. That's really generous that of is. him. And so at the, also at those, at least in those days, you, you would try to get what they're, what's called a liner. Hey, it's James Hetfield from Metallica, and you're listening to the BS on 98 Rock, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So I was like, hey, can I get a liner from you? And he was like, yeah, but how, we're, how are we going to record this? So I had this Sprint white and teal blue flip phone, and I opened it up, and I was like, I'll just call my voicemail at work. Is that cool? <laughs> Guy's thinking outside the box. That is thinking outside the box, because I'm like, what are you going to do with a flip Guy is phone? thinking outside the box. So so I'm like, okay, you ready? You know, because it's like, hey, it's Jason. I'm not here right now. You, I'll, I'll give it to you. Beep. Okay, go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what did you end up doing with the interview? Uh I made fun of myself. I, I chopped oh, it up and I played okay. it and I, and I said, but the, the kicker, I still haven't told you the kicker to this whole thing. It gets worse. Yeah. I, was, I thought that was it. No, 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 no. The, the, the worst part about it, I haven't told you yet. You threw up on him. No, I didn't. Oh, thank God. Remember when I said at the beginning of this, I didn't do any research. I didn't do anything. Right. I'm drunk. Oh, mm-hmm. no. I smell like weed. Did you call him the wrong name? No. Oh, thank God. That's oh. what immediately what I thought. He just got out of rehab. Oh. <gasps> Oh, no. You are all messed up. It's one of my biggest regrets ever. It's the rudest, most unprofessional thing I could have ever done. Oh, my God. So that's why you're such a stickler on the no alcohol at work while you're working. Oh, no, that's not it. That's, there's another reason for that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, you, God, you, heaven. you got more messed up. No, no, there's... <laughs> I don't even like telling that story. Yeah. So much of you makes more sense now after hearing that. I don't know. Just like everything that uh, about you just lines up now. Now I get why you're so intense in certain situations and why you think the way you do because you've hit all of these roadblocks yourself. I've, I've hit rock bottom plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the worst. So I have a, a framed in my studio at home. Well, we'll be back up. But I have this the 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 one sheet of notes. 
mm-hmm. there's a picture of both James Hetfield and I afterwards, and uh, and then he signs it. Right, I got his. Oh. You know, but every time I see that, I'm like, I cringe. I cringe. It was a pretty good interview, actually. Hmm. But nonetheless, lesson learned. Lesson learned. Total lesson learned. So, uh, what that a- what that means is, James, if you're listening, Metallica. <laughs> I will buy everything that you put out <laughs> just because I'll always feel horrible about that. Uh, so I'm probably going to purchase numerous copies of 72 Seasons when it comes out next week. All right, third round of headlines. Nikki D, what you got? I'm going to tell you why Starbucks isn't happy with the new coffee review and who the WWE offended during its recent WrestleMania. Now, there's one of these trolls. He just uh, he posted. He goes, I can't believe you guys hired this cookie cutter show. Or something like that. So I posted the Cookie Monster eating cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for your level of petty. <laughs> I love trolls. I love, you just you just want to sneak into their house and see how miserable their lives really are that oh. they have the time to do that kind of stuff. They're so cute. They're like that dog that no one wants to adopt. <laughs> All right. Uh, third round of headlines coming up here. It's the BS on uh, 98 Rock. Stand by for news. Today's top two. All right, here we go. Third round of headlines. Getting learned. Nikki, go ahead. Starbucks is not happy with their new fancy coffee being called a laxative. H5. Never imagining that something that has been around for thousands of years could actually create this luscious, velvet, extraordinary flavor that lingers in your mouth creates this incredible viscosity on your lips and your tongue and enhances every single hot and cold beverage. That's an actual Starbucks commercial. I didn't just pull random audio. This is the actual commercial commercial that goes with this drink. So back in February, Starbucks announced a new line of Oliato coffee. Oliato. Yeah. And what he was describing in the mm. audio is how when he went over to Italy and he tasted it over there, that's what gave him the idea to bring it here. Who's he? I guess maybe the owner of Starbucks is who was talking in that video. Mr. Bucks. Mm-hmm. Dan Bucks. Because he was talking about how the Dan beginning, Bucks. when he got the vision back in the day and all that stuff. So I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's the owner who was talking in the commercial. But um, they haven't put this out everywhere. It's only in select locations. But for the people that have been able to try it so far, they say the oil, because it's, it's got an oil, olive oil base Ugh. in the coffee. Ooh. People say you can actually taste it and it's gross. And they're also saying that if you drink it, you better be near a bathroom because you're going to be going very shortly after. Well, that's not a bad thing, right? I mean, it's not a bad thing if you need to go to the bathroom. It's a bad thing if you drunk some coffee and you're out at a business meeting. I mean, coffee's a diuretic. Well, I now mean, it's a laxative. Yeah. Well, I thought, haven't you always heard that people have always said that anyway, that, it, that they when they drink a coffee that you want to go do that. But are we going to get into a situation like, do you remember Olean? Yeah. Olestra? Where people were just uncontrollably releasing <laughs> yes yeah. are they gonna have to put that on the cup making yeah. tr- maybe uncontrollable release i don't know you might get a like a line out the door of some old people that need some fiber in their lives but some people have tried it and say they don't think it's that bad well if, if, if that's what it does they should own it and say hey look this is our potty coffee <laughs> they're not happy they don't want people to even put those two things together with their coffee so <laughs> but that's you know coffee makes you go peepees mm-hmm. you know why not let it make you go potty pots well people that have tried to say i don't like bathroom stuff that's why mm-hmm. i talk like a child when, yeah it's fine you know all this stuff but childish yeah go ahead next one 
The WWE had to apologize for offensive imaging during WrestleMania, H6. John Stone, who has a background in public education, says she didn't mean to offend anyone. She says she just didn't know what Auschwitz concentration camp was. <laughs> yeah, that's a separate story of somebody who also was offensive when it comes oh, to the okay, yeah, concentration it, camp. Mm -hmm, okay. Oh, I was so, like, did I, did I load something wrong? <laughs> Don't no, let no, me. no, no, no. Um, there wasn't any imaging for the WWE, but they are kind of under fire because there was an image that was put out during WrestleMania 39 where... Um, there was footage shown of a fighter getting ready to do a match. Dominic Mysterio. And it said in the imaging, it says, I served hard time and I survived. Mm. And behind it was the picture transitioning of the Polish concentration camp where we know Holocaust took place and a lot of people lost their lives. Now, of course, WWE scrubbed it, took everything off, and they did, um, you know, give out an apology. Here, here's the world we live in. You know, I mean, this. I, I don't think this story has legs, mm -hmm. but... You'll have a few bloggers and over the top, everything's the end of the world, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and just blow it up mm -hmm. and, you know, cancel this. And it, like people make mistakes. You have to ask yourself, was it malicious? Of course it was not malicious. It was somebody that screwed up. Did they screw up royally? Is it offensive to certain people? Yeah, yes. of course it is. But you know what? It happens. You know, everybody's going to make a mistake. You find me somebody that's perfect, and then we can have a conversation because it doesn't exist. They don't exist. You don't exist. Yeah, but it's some some things now that you can't even make a mistake with because they are. They're going to cancel you. They're going to come after you. It's going to be a big thing. So I am curious to see if they're going to just accept the apology and move on, or they're going to make it a deal. Yeah, they'll they'll move. They'll be all right. I yeah. think. It's a, so the wrestler is Dominic Mysterio, which is Rey Mysterio's son. Mm -hmm. And he got uh, storyline. He got arrested for silly something, breaking into the house or something. Oh. It's, it's all like storyline stuff, right? Yeah. And you know, he fought his dad at WrestleMania, and he's part of this group and stuff. So they, the joke is, is he's he's a hard criminal, and when he's not, but right. that's that's the bit. That's the joke. And the person literally probably put googled images of prisons and just put in the first thing they saw not even realizing what it was how often have we had to do something like that where you yep. have to slap something together quickly mm -hmm. it's only going to be up on the screen for two seconds and you didn't do your image. diligence on it yep. well, well you wonder who did it like the intern that put you know help put it together you know it is <laughs> <laughs> blame the intern mm -hmm. sitting there right now kicking themselves god i knew i shouldn't have grown <laughs> I knew it, there was a reason why it wouldn't let me save as, and I had to do a screenshot of it. <laughs> That's why it doesn't fit on the whole screen, and there's those black bars. <laughs> You've ever done that. That's funny, actually. Yeah, we got in trouble one time for toilet paper. I remember that. I had to pay, was it $750, some yep. guy in the UK? Yep. Wow. Because <laughs> we grabbed the wrong image of toilet paper. Because we took his beautiful photography of toilet paper. <laughs> Not on purpose, mind you. Again, one of those things. You're just pulling something and posting it. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk to a father and son, Mike and Ethan, both of Roseville. Mm -hmm. They, uh, Mike's son, Ethan, was out playing baseball yesterday. When the hostage-taking murderer who was fleeing from law enforcement ran by. Him and his uh, his buddies out there playing. His, his kid's like 14. Yep, he's playing baseball. So we'll get, Yeah, we'll get to hear that story from both Mike and Ethan here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Welcome back to the program. It's the BS here on 98 Rock. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, Nikki D. There's Nelson. Please, if you haven't downloaded the Odyssey app, do so. Good stuff. 
Get our podcast, maybe for the weekend. Listen to that. Also on the website, thebaileyshow.com, on social media. Listen to the BS on both Instagram and on Facebook. So yesterday we 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 got a dose of, I guess, reality of what the real world is like. Um, you know, living here for just over a month in Roseville, uh, I didn't see this coming at all. But uh, what happened just after noon, uh, there was this guy that was being served uh, a warrant from the California Highway Patrol Task Force. Didn't set well with him. He was armed. And so he ran from law enforcement, started firing at him, hitting one of them, who uh, will survive, thank God. Yeah. Taking two people hostage along the way as he's really having a gunfight at uh, this park, Mahaney Park, where there's kids out there playing baseball and doing what kids should do. Like a gunfight slash hostage negotiation. It's crazy. I think I read the, it all came to an end. I think he surrendered finally. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was like in a creek bed or something like that. But the two hostages that he took, one of them died. He shot him. Yeah. And we think it's a husband and wife. We think so. Right. Well, they haven't confirmed that. No. We're just putting the pieces together. Mm -hmm. So this 35-year-old Eric Abril, that was the bad guy who now they've identified, um, is uh, I think he's in the hospital because he was shot. And then they, they're they going to book him and, you know, he'll get his time. But anyway, uh, we were talking about this a lot yesterday uh, because we we're trying to find out information. And this gentleman calls at the end of the show. We had to go. And it's a remarkable story because, Mike, your son, Ethan, which we've got both of you on the phone, uh, was out there playing baseball. How are you two doing? We're doing good. Ethan's doing a lot better than he was yesterday. I mean, I, I took the day off work to spend some time with him today, and we're he's doing fine. So before we get into what Ethan saw, and I know, Ethan, you're a little nervous. Don't be nervous, buddy. We're your friends. It's all good. You're a rock yes. star. Everybody listening right now wants to hear from Ethan. Um, but, but let me ask you this, Dad. Did Ethan have problems sleeping last night? I, he did not. I, he, he slept fine. I mean, we, we, uh, mom and I spent some time with him. We both talked to him, you know, together and separately and talked it out. And, and he, he, he was shaking at first, but by, by the end of the evening, he, he was fine. We, we talked it out. We were having that conversation earlier, and, uh, and that's what I said. I, th- I said, I bet you this kid's going to be fine. And, and no fault to Ethan, of course, but just kids now are so desensitized to this kind of stuff. Right, right. Yeah. What did you and your yeah, wife? What did you and your wife say to him? Just out of curiosity, we just had him kind of replay the whole situation, just uh, give it to us verbally, so he could talk it out. And and uh, I mean, the first thing I did when I came through the door was give him a hug and, and ask him if he was all right. And and uh, I know my son; he's fourteen now, and and he he seemed okay. So we, we just, like I said, we just talked him out and let him talk about it. That's, Ethan? No, he, he was fine. I mean. Ethan, are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. All right. How are you? I'm doing fine. All right, good. So can you uh, walk us through? Your dad kind of set it up with you out there playing baseball, but in your own eyes, can you tell us what, what you saw? Well, yeah, we were just, me and a couple buddies were just sitting in the cage, just having a good time. And then we just saw, like, a bunch of, like, people running, just 
like, and some dogs. So it was, we, I was confused at first. I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But then we we heard some, like, shots. So, like, their first reaction, just, like, go to the ground, obviously. So we, we, were, we went to the ground, and I didn't see much from then on. I was kind of just, like, in shock at what was actually happening. And same with all my other friends. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, next thing you know, there's a guy, like, running towards our, like, cage it's like a net basically i wouldn't call it a cage but right. he he like trips out of nowhere and then he like falls like onto our cage in a way and then like a gun goes flying into the air like it, it was just bizarre so when he tripped his gun fell out and he did he pick it up or and keep running or did he grab the gun and keep running yeah you know he picked up the gun and kept running and then he made his way out out behind and at that, like the wetlands. at that at that time, did he have a hostage? Did he have somebody else with him? Uh no. No, he I was. And then and then you, I'm assuming, saw the cops chase after him shortly behind him, right? Yeah, I don't think they were gonna. They weren't gonna shoot any. They weren't gonna like shoot at him because we were right near him. So yeah. How, how eventually, did, I heard a. Ethan, how how did you know? that it was a gunshot, and how did you know to get down on the ground, just out of curiosity? Well, like, in school, they kind of teach us to, like, what to do in these kind of situations, but I just, it was kind of at a natural, like, just 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 for those that are listening right now, listen to this 14-year-old talk about hearing gunshots, Mm -hmm. identifying a gunshot Mm -hmm. that quickly, and knowing to get down on the ground. Now, one side of you is going... That's amazing. And, 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 and Mike, you're going, I, I'm very proud of my son. He knows what to do. This is the world we live in. But for the rest of us, I we're, wouldn't have known we're sitting 14. there shaking our heads going, you have got to be freaking kidding me that a 14-year-old kid knows what a gunshot is and to get down on the ground. That's, uh, that's, that, I can't even fathom that's real. But I know it's real. I'm not stupid. Absolutely. And I'm not naive. Um, but that's 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 sad that you know that. But it's great that you know that. It's I know it's kind of a oxymoron. It doesn't make yeah, sense. But yeah. um, Ethan, so the guy runs by. Law enforcement runs. What do you do? Do you stay on the ground? You get back up and and run somewhere? Oh uh, yeah. Once we're on the ground, and then we see that we see this cop that told us to like, like he said like get the kids and stuff. So me and my buddies, we we kind of like crawl out and start like army crawling on our elbows towards like the dugout on another field and then we just we just decided to run and then we we heard more shots but so so you you had the so not only did you have the nothal to get down on the ground heard gunshots identify but then you get up and you start taking care of your friends and taking them to a safe place am i getting that correct yeah mike this kid like, what are we doing? Are we going to get ice cream or what this weekend? What are we yeah, doing? Yeah, I I took him to sushi earlier today, and we were going to go to Aww. we were we were going to go to we were going to go. He wants to go back to the batting cages and hit. That's that's, that's crazy. Yeah, but they they kept all of his stuff there, his bike and all of his baseball gear, and we had to collect that today because it was, I guess, considered evidence, but. But uh, he's got a game tomorrow, so he's got all of his stuff, so he, he's cool with that. What about the other kids? Uh, is every is, Are the other kids kind of taking it like Ethan did, or are they shaken up, shooken up? What's up? Well, well, one of the kids seems to be, like, pretty good, but one of them felt like – I felt like he's dealing with it harder than 
me and the other kid because like he was the closest to the guy and he was closest to the shots. So, so what is apparently it? a apparently a shot was fired and hit the L screen because when the Ethan told me that when the perp ran by and the cops were chasing the perp turned and fired shots like literally right over him and one of them hit the L screen which right. is like the right screen in the cage that protects the pitcher yeah so right yeah so does it is the kid that's having a problem dealing with it is he having a problem dealing with it because he thought that he could do more or just because he's kind of traumatized well uh, I don't. I have no idea, to be honest with you, but probably because it's just a little bit more like yeah. He hit closer to home for him. Uh, look, Ethan, I'm yeah. I'm 47. I, I couldn't imagine doing what you did. I, I really, it's you're 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 a smart kid. You're well beyond your years. There's no doubt about it. And 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 then to to get to get up and to know that you you're in that situation and you've got to get your friends to safety. Uh, that's that's really cool, man. I got to tell you, that's that's big boy stuff. Um, we want to reward you if that's okay with Dad, and send you and some buddies to Six Flags Discovery Kingdom. All right, we got four tickets if that's cool, and we can give you some merch from Ninety Eight Rock and the BS just to say you're the man, dude. And and what you did was way cool. That's that's pretty much all we're saying. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, that's awesome. hope you guys Th- enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we will. He he loves that kind of stuff, and we certainly appreciate it. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I, I also told him, Jason, that last night you called him a badass, and he thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that when he was on. And he, he, I know, but he's beating me on the arm right now, but I told him that, and he thought that was pretty cool. He, he is. He's a badass. Ethan, I don't know if Dad will let you say it, but at some point in time, at least go in your room and go, I'm Ethan, and I'm a badass. <laughs> Uh, hey man uh that's awesome mikey you got to be very proud of your son and that's that's it's a great story and i'm glad we're having a a good story uh well as good of a story as we can about this um so thanks for coming on thanks for sharing ethan you did a great job man you did a fantastic job of telling the story so uh i don't know where there's no nerves are i think you might got a might got might got a future in this right them out yeah all right (laughs) All right, guys, have a great weekend. We'll get uh, Nick, you'll get in touch with you and get these tickets and, and the, the BS stuff to you. And um, hopefully, I'll see you around there. I live like right by there. So maybe I, you know, run into yeah. you, grab some lunch or something. All right. That'd be awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. We'll see you. Thanks. Bye. All right. We'll see you. I, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. Mm-hmm. I'm angry that this kid ha- did that. Yes. And, and, and let me explain. I'm not angry that he did it, I'm just angry that he knows to do it and it's mm-hmm. second nature. I'm so frustrated right now. Listen, like when he said that, it was an emotional trigger that I had no control over my body to know that this 14-year-old boy knows to do that. Now, it's great. I know a lot of you are going, what are you talking about? You're an idiot. That's awesome that he knows that. Yeah, I agree with you. It is. But he shouldn't. You know what he should be worrying about? Girls, baseball. Video games. Video games. Right. Getting good grades. Being cool to his parents. Being cool to his sister if he has one or brother if he has one. That's what he should be worried about. Not knowing to duck and not knowing what gunshots are. Well, 
you got to think, too. He said he learned it in school because now they're Mm -hmm. teaching the babies, even as young as kindergarten, how to move about in active shooter situations. So that's why they're learning this in school and learning it so young. So they're showing them these videos. They're going through the drills. So this is why they have to know at a young age, unfortunately. And, And just let me make this perfectly clear, because I know this is a new relationship with us. I am a gun owner and I am very much pro gun just so we're all on the same page. Uh, that doesn't mean that I don't think there should be restrictions with Absolutely. purchasing guns. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a banned gun type of guy, but what I am, I'm a banned crazy guy. And it frustrates me. It angers me because, I mean, we'll find out more about the guy and the gun probably tomorrow. And there's a good chance, you know, it was a handgun, so you can't have the, the long gun or the AR argument, right? Can't have mm-hmm. that, the assault mm-hmm. rifle argument. So it's in, did he buy it legally? Possibly, right? He got it legally. Was was there any red flags for him not to purchase as a as a responsible firearm owner that enjoys going out and shooting at the range or going out in the the, the country and shooting and what whatnot? It angers me that people that shouldn't have firearms have firearms. So don't get it twisted that this is some you know left wing you know di- diatribe of 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 banning guns because that's not what this is at all. This is of like trying to fix crazy. That's what it is. Like, and how no, do you fix crazy? No 14 year old should have to do that. It, it's, it's absolutely horrible. But on the other side of you're going, man, this kid's bad. Like I said, he's a badass. You know? And it's glad that he did know what to do, that they were able to protect themselves. Me and a friend of mine was out um, shopping one day or doing something, and we were walking, and firecrackers went off, and she literally hit the ground, skinned her knees up. She fell so, so hard. And I didn't. And, and it's just. I don't know why she did and I didn't, but I didn't budge. Well, they t- they do teach it in school. My daughter, you know, who's graduating here next month, they taught her all this stuff. And, you know, and mm-hmm. I've taught her how to shoot a gun and how to load a gun and unload a gun and safety of a gun and all that kind of stuff. But that's what they teach them. I remember yeah. there, was a, there was a video that was put out uh, like 2014, Auburn University. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm spot on on this. And they're like, put cans in your backpack. Because if the shooter comes in your classroom, everybody pull out cans and throw it at the shooter. That is a smart thing. I just hate that. But is that silly? Prepare for that though. That you have to send your kids to school with with, with cans with, with in their non perishable items. <laughs> it's like it's heavy enough, and you want me to put baked beans in my bag in case the shooter comes in. But it's real. It, it happens. Is. It is. And 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 it, and it hit Roseville. And and again, being new to the area, I look at Roseville, Folsom. You know, uh, what I've seen of Rockland, right, the the surrounding areas is is like Pleasantville. I was about to say, it looks like those little neighborhoods you see in the movies where <laughs> nothing bad could ever happen there. So to see something like this happen is uh, is is absolutely nuts. But anyway, that's that's a feel-good story. Should go into a weekend telling people that Ethan is a badass. And love your kids and hug on them. Yeah. You just never know. It doesn't matter where you live. You never know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is good news for some. I'm also a Star Wars fan. Mm. Can we take any more? Star Wars can't, movies? I mean, it can't get any worse. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to beat me up next segment. I already know. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to say, but there's a possibility of some new Star Wars movies. So I'll tell you about <laughs> that here. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Can we do three more Star Wars? Why not? I uh, got a couple minutes. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. That's see. Here's the problem with us Star Wars fans, and same with you nerds that like Star Trek. 
uh, is we're very possessive of the OG. And we it, 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 it starts with the OG and ends with the OG. You know, we were okay with doing all nine because that's how it was originally. The story was supposed to be told by George Lucas. Mm-hmm. It just took a minute to do, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So it's over. It's done. And then you got the cartoon, and then you got the Mandalorian, and then you got the spinoff, and then you got, and a lot of them tank, right? Because it's, in a lot of people's eyes, including mine, it's a money grab. It's too much. It's too much. Like, there's certain franchises you just have to, you have to caress, like a beautiful bosom. Like the Fast and Furious is too much. Yeah, like we're at what twenty eight. I can't even keep up. I think eleven is going to be the last one. It's, it's, Too it's, much. Yeah, it's like Fast and Furious twenty, <laughs> Shanghai Drip or something. You know, really it's just, a good title. It's, Too much. It just gets out of control after a while. So you know that what they do, like the part that I do understand, like the business aspect of it, is you have a new generation that knows nothing about the OG. They'll hear about it, but they don't really know. They didn't stand in line, wait to go see The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't buy all the toys. They didn't. They didn't spend days cleaning up their room because all the toys are all. They never experienced that. They never will experience that. So it's more of just kind of like a. I don't know. It's a. It's a different vibe for the franchise. They know Ray. They know those characters. Mm-hmm. Daisy Ridley. And, Chewbacca. Poe. Yeah, I don't know. It's Chew. Yeah. Uh, Chewie's still here. It's uh, uh, Han Solo that died. Yeah, it was, but he, yeah, he was, he was around with everybody, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Spoiler alert. No, I just sound like educated. That's all about. Yeah, because you knew Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca, Chewbacca made it through all, all, mm-hmm. all nine. Well, not all nine. It's six of the nine. Well, you're fine not knowing Star Wars. I'm not going to beat you up because you don't know Star Wars. I don't know. I, I get beat up for so much around here not knowing. So I don't know if I'm beat up for not watching Star Wars. Mm. Well, no, you get beat up because you don't know anything. No, I know a lot of things. I just don't I mean, like, know. Literally, tell me five interesting things about pop culture. Go one. I'm gonna give play the cricket sound effects for him. He's not putting me on a spot like this. Thank you. Okay. Oh, Two. No. Just tell me so. Tell me one interesting thing about pop culture. What do you mean interesting? Tell what? me a useless fact. Tell me an, an actor Tell that- you a useless fact. I can tell you a useless fact. Okay, go. All right. So if a praying mantis male mates with a woman, after they're done mating, she eats him. That's false. That's true. There's no such thing as a praying mantis. Yes, there is. No. I've never in my life- Have you ever heard of a praying mantis? I've watched a lot of Planet Earth documentaries. Not one time as Richard Attenborough said- I, maybe the guy from Ancient Aliens said praying mantis at the sweat. I did not say it like that. I said a oh, praying yes, mantis. Yes, you did say it like that. I've never heard of a praying mantis. Praying <laughs> mantis. So uh, Lucasfilm announced the three new live action films today. Yes. Are they Rian Johnson? Are they what? Are they going to be done by Rian Johnson, the guy that did number eight? No. Oh, the news, which includes the return of Daisy Ridley <laughs> as Ray. I like Ray. Yeah, but they mismanaged her storyline in the last movie. I agree. I agree with that. Because they threw out everything that Rian Johnson did in eight. Directing the movies will be James Mangold, Dave Filoni, and Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy. Mangold's film will return to the dawn of the Jedi. Filoni's will be about the New Republic. 
and we'll close out the interconnected stories told in the Mandalorian, which I find actually very boring. Really? And I guess the latest episodes have the worst acting with Lizzo and Jack Black. I saw that Lizzo was in it, but in I haven't seen it. Mandalorian? Yeah, Lizzo's in the Mandalorian. I've never even seen Star Wars, and that just doesn't sound like it would be a good matchup. She, she knights uh, Baby Yoda. What? She looks photoshopped into the the image that I saw. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Star Wars fan, and, and I would not be behind Lizzo being in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a joke, like comedy. And then she turns to the camera and goes, I throw my hair back. <laughs> <laughs> throw my hair back. The Chant my nails. Book of Boba Fett, uh, Sokka, and other Disney Plus series, the announcement said, Obeyed Chinoy's movie will focus on the events after the rise of Skywalker and will feature Ridley back as Rey as she builds the new Jedi Order. Are you going to give me some uh, damn lightsaber fights, man? That's what I want. Well, yeah, I'm sure you'll get that. Yeah, but the, <laughs> these new three ones, they had very few lightsaber battles in them. Like, they were so small. <laughs> Nelson's the guy that, le- like, total nerd out. Like, get a stupid movie. No lightsaber battles. I'm going to go home and lightsaber. Do we just become best friends? Yeah. You want to go in the garage and have a lightsaber fight? Yes. John Stamos. I had my... My housekeeping. I had my OG Star Wars moment I wanted to have with my kids ruined by YouTube. Why? So there's these cute videos they put out of kids finding out about the big reveal at the end of Empire. Please right? don't ever say cute. Well, Real men don't say cute. Fine. Uh, adorable? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that you show your, your children the end of Empire, and then they're blown away by the reveal of Vader and who he is, right? Well, I started playing Star Wars because my daughter's old enough to understand the concept of all of it now. And as soon as Darth Vader comes on the screen, she goes, oh, and I know that's his dad. And I go, are you? How? She goes, YouTube. 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 <laughs> Spoiler alert. I just wanted to. It's actually bigger than, you know, like people that don't get it, they, they like nerd out, nerd out, nerd out, whatever. But like growing up without a dad, I really resonated with this movie. <laughs> right? It's <laughs> an orphan boy. Yeah. It was, it was, about, a, it was about an orphan uh-huh. that had some weird crush on his sister until he found out she was a sister. She was a sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you break down the movie, you're like, this is really weird. And you just talk to this robot all the time. This is a very odd movie. I'll have to play you the audio sometime of this guy who breaks down that Harry Potter is just Star Wars with wands instead of lightsabers. Both orphan boys, both a weird uh, sister-like relationship, but he's kind of into her, kind of isn't. It's the exact same story. Mm. I just don't know if they need to expand the story. I know there's a whole new generation. Uh, I do know The Mandalorian's very popular. I, I've tried to watch it. It's, it's. I tried to watch the Kenobi one too. Just to, oh, Kenobi was so good. It, it's like I, <laughs> I stop at the uh, the the original really three. The last three were okay. You know, the Han dying and stuff really got to me a little bit. But uh, it just you know, just go watch the Vader fight in Kenobi. No, I'm going to tell you the, the best thing I can tell you about Star Wars is we did a premiere some years back. And, you know, people do all the dressing up and the premieres and all that. This guy sitting right here, Jason Bailey, pulled off the best prank I've seen in so long. He came dressed up in a full white trooper thing suit. White trooper? trooper? And no, it white, was white trooper. Cool. In her world, it's a white. We have Friday night meetings where we white glasses. <laughs> We're white troopers. <laughs> it was so cool, and nobody knew it was him until he revealed it. So there, maybe I'm sure here in Sacramento as well, but there's always like the the diehard Star Wars fans, and there's 
actual stormtrooper. They have the actual movie quality mm-hmm. stormtrooper stuff. Well, and they have had. well, they have their own uh, whatever you call it, regiment numbers. Right. Yeah, yeah. I've got the. They get. I was honorary. They gave me coins and stuff. <gasps> so they had the the legit yeah. stormtrooper outfit, and I, so I played a prank on my old show, and we had a, a you know a movie premiere of yeah. one of the Star Wars and. I, I was just outside as everybody walked in with the gun and, and didn't say anything. I just kind of like that. They didn't know. And they were taking pictures with me. That's awesome. And then so we took cool. a picture and I stood in the back and I took my mask off and they tried. Everybody went wild. It was cool. I got to tell you, those outfits are badass. Like they're really well made. Well, if you get a good one, don't make one at home. No, it's a good one. His was heavy. He uh, was pouring down with sweat. It was good. I went yeah. to the remakes, you know, when they re-released the originals in theaters with mm-hmm. my buddies. They all, we all dressed up like Jedis, and we made costumes from Goodwill. And mine was a uh, a tablecloth, and it was green, and they called me Jabba the Jedi. <laughs> I was going to say, you look like Jabba. It was Jabba the Jedi. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, sounds like him, too. Do what I my, my first Halloween costume that I can remember, <laughs> I was four. Four or five, and I was going to a party, and we had no money. Like, we were really poor. I literally had two pair of pants, two shirts, right? And I forgot about this this costume party. Mm-hmm. And my uh, my mom was like, all right, well, let's put something together. And I had this plastic lightsaber, and I put on a pair of my I had brown pants. I put on a T-shirt. She wrapped a sheet around me, put my brown belt on, and we had these little Dixie cups, these Star Wars Dixie cups, the small ones like you see at the doctor's uh-huh. office, and you put pills in. She cut it. And put scotch tape on the back, put it on my, I thought it was the coolest thing ever, put it on my belt buckle, and I went as Luke Skywalker. That's Aww. awesome. And, and I, I was the, it was like the coolest thing. I'll never, ever forget that moment. And I went over there, and people were like, dude, cool costume. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you had your candy bag you ready. No, you have no idea how poor we are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, fourth and final round of headlines. Nikki D, what you got? I'm going to tell you where a man was caught peeping in windows and why lyrics are being changed on The Little Mermaid. All right, get you all that. Get learned here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Read all about it, baby. All right, here we go. Fourth and final round of headlines. Nikki D. Several residents in Davis got a feeling that somebody was watching them. H7. And once the people inside notice him, well, then he runs off. Police are now asking for any information on him. So there's an unidentified male in Davis that's going around looking in people's windows. Of course, they don't know who he is. So the only description they have about this man is they're saying he's light-skinned. He's between 35 to 45 years old medium build and he's often wearing light colored clothes um several uh residents in that area have uh between sycamore lane and wake forest drive are saying at night they're looking out their windows and they're seeing him peeping in so the davis police department is asking anybody that has any information on this guy to give them a call were you like quoting rockwell at the beginning i always feel like Somebody's watching me. And what does he say? Like, and I have no privacy. I got no privacy. Oh, that's what it is. That's good. So, yes, uh, peeping Tom going around, peeping in your windows. That's something that that's is spooky. always like a really big fear of mine, which is what I don't care oh, about. Oh, you don't have to worry about it. For our Airbnb. Oh, I absolutely do. Nah, nobody's Because looking. we have to open our <laughs> bathroom window. So I'm like, what if I'm in here showering and somebody just appears at the window? What am I going to do? Oh, do you guys really do that even though, because he said so? 
Well, Nelson yeah. does. He, he had the window all the way open today when I oh. went. Well, there. he leaves the doors open too. He's. I'm like, sheesh. Yeah. I, I like the window open. I don't want the window open. I would love a peeping tom to be peeping at Nelson. <laughs> Let him peep. And then they finally find him and see that his eyes have been gouged out. <laughs> we found the peeping Tom is blind. He was looking at this Joshua Nelson guy in Roseville. His eyes just started burning. Yeah, they melt themselves. Yeah. Uh, so they, they have no idea where he's at, who he is. They don't know who he is, where he at, what he comes from. But they've from. got him on camera, right? So we got him on the radio. They camera. do have him on camera. So if you look up the news store, you can see pictures of him. And I don't. I don't really know how they can even really tell his skin color, to be honest, because even in the videos, you can't tell. No, yeah, that's kind of that's it? that's kind of bush league, you mm-hmm. know. Peeping toms, that's old school. That is old school. With all the things now that you have right on your phones that you can look at, why are you peeking in people's windows? Yeah, well, you know, you've got movies that uh, sensationalize it to make it look cool, or do they have some kind of rush that they want from being caught? Oh, for no. sure there's a rush. Your question is what movie makes it look cool? That's your next question. Yeah, well, what movie does make that look Back cool? Back to the Future. We would not have time travel or Marty McFly without oh, peeping, right. without 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 George McFly that. being a peeping Tom. Yeah, George McFly was looking in on the, the car, and then he's got to pull Biff out because Biff is assaulting his girl. No, 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 no. He was peeping. He fell out of the tree. Oh, that's right. Uh, well, no, yeah, yeah. He w- he was peeping, and he fell out of the tree, and Marty pushed him out of the road, and that's when he got hit. Oh, right. And they took him home instead of George. Got it. And this guy is around the age frame that he probably did watch Back to the Future. So you got to get out more. We're not giving him a pass, though. No, not at all. Okay, next one, please. The Little Mermaid remake. It's coming out with some changes to our favorite songs. H eight. You don't know why, but you're dying to try. You wanna kiss the girl. Did, did you hear something? Yes, you want her. Look at how you know you do. Oh, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, but the new Disney uh, remake that they're doing of The Little Mermaid, you're going to notice that when you're singing along like I just was, some of the words are going to be different than what you remember. In this, in this particular song, Kiss the Girl, they're changing the lyrics to add the word consent. Because you know in, in here they say that. Because a child's going to know that. <laughs> right. You got to kiss the girl. They want him to consent. And the other song <laughs> with your favorite sea creature, Ursula. Ursula, um, not Ursula. Why do you keep Ursula. putting H's in everything? Yeah, Crane Mantis? Ursula? <laughs> Ursula. You have a Ursula. slur problem over there? You drunk? <laughs> Poor unfortunate souls. They're going to change the lyrics to that movie. I mean, to that movie. To that song as well. Because they want things to be inclusive. They don't want anything going on that isn't giving consent. She's They're the trying to reflect social attitudes. I've so. never heard somebody get arrested for... Doing something inappropriate, and their alibi was, I just saw The Little Mermaid. <laughs> or, a Diz- or a Disney movie, just in general. But this is the one that's got everybody up in arms, right? Because isn't like uh, Ariel, she's like black or she Hispanic is. or something? She's, she's black. black. She's Chloe, black. Chloe Bailey is playing Ariel. Oh, I I'm just so saw excited. her on TV. I was like, who is that? I had no idea who that was. <laughs> yeah, that's who's playing Ariel. So I'm excited. Is I'll be one of the first people in the theaters that weekend. Because she's black? No, because I love The Little Mermaid. Did you not just hear me sing every word to kiss the girl? I stopped listening to you 20 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> you heard me. Didn't hear a damn yes, thing you just said. You want her? 
Look at her, you know you do. All right, we've got something for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is until afterwards. <laughs> There's a reason for that. It's good, though. It is good. It's free. Good. And it's free. Uh, on Fridays at this time, we do something called band class. Last week we did it, and it flopped. <laughs> not this week, though. Not this week, hopefully. No, 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 no. So you're uh, going to hear some commercials. Then you're going to hear a song that you would not normally hear on 98 Rock. As soon as you hear it, I need you to call me. 916-909-0985. If you're smart and you really want this, you call now and just listen to the song and be ready to go. Exactly. At 916-909-0985. Because I'm going to put you on hold. I want you to tell me the name of the song, the artist, and the year. If you can do that, I'll give you something nice going into an Easter weekend. All right? So pay attention. Band class is coming up here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. As always, we appreciate you listening to the BS here today. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. That was band class. You just have to tell me, we do this every Friday, the name of the artist, the title of the song, and the year that it came out. In return, I will give you something. Nate and Sack, the band? Hey, the band is Yes. Yes, that is correct. And the song is? Owner of a Lonely Heart. Yes, that is correct. And the year is? 1983. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> You're the man. Uh, a couple You're tickets to see Sam Morrill. Sam Morrill. Sam Morrill. Oh, he's so funny. Very funny comedian. Oh, you're going to love him. The Class Act Tour happening April 22nd, Crest Theater. So congratulations, Nate. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. You have a good weekend. Look at that. First one out of the gates. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows yes. Nobody knows Hollywood Undead. Right. Hollywood Undead was last week. (laughs) Yes is this week. And the reason why I picked yes. See, this. the whole bit is uh, so I I can play whatever I want to play. Mm-hmm. Really, that's that's the whole reason. But right. there has to be a, a story behind it, of course. And six years ago today, Yes was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, with Journey and Pearl Jam and ELO and Tupac and Joan Baez and producer Nile Rodgers. Uh, and the, the band, the, the they're considered prog rock, right? And Owner of a Lonely, I mean, they'd been around way before Owner of a Lonely Heart. Mm -hmm. But Owner of a Lonely Heart was a big MTV song because MTV had just come about two years prior, right? 81, Mm -hmm. August, 81. And so uh, this, I I remember, I mean, I'm an MTV generation kid. So I remember it was big. It was a great song. And bands like Mars Volta and Tool and Mastodon even, John Frusciante, guitarist for Chili Peppers, Flaming Lips, Rush, Genesis, Dream Theater, they all credit Yes as being influential to their style. Well, it's a crime it took them so long to get Yes in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if we're being honest. Like, they should have been in in the 90s. You think so? Yeah. Okay. One of the greatest scenes in a movie, right? The breakup with Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston, John Favreau, Cole Hauser's in it. Uh, when John Michael Higgins, the brother of Jennifer Aniston in the movie, mm-hmm. he does acapella and they're at the dinner table. Oh, right. And he goes around to everybody, and he's like, Jason Bateman's in it, Justin Long, such a great movie. <laughs> he goes around, and he's like, okay, I need you to go, bing, 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 pa, 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 ch, 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 
Lose yourself. <laughs> He's up in Vince Vaughn's face. It's hilarious. It's good stuff. Uh, so yeah, they like they still tour as a band. The last original member was Chris, Chris Squire, who died in 2015. But John Anderson, the original singer, refuses to reunite reunite with the band. They refuse to reunite. Or with they him. refuse to reunite with him. Correct. Right. Uh, and he's fine with that. But they're all dead. Yeah, so it's like... So, like, what's the problem? And this is a new story. When he says that, that they're, they refuse to, to reunite with him, doesn't he trump, like, all of the guys who came after because he's an OG member? Uh, it depends on what the, what the paperwork says. Right. I just feel like in, like, life, it feels like you should trump them. This is like one of those bands where you'd show up to, like, a Six Flags and not knowing they're performing... <laughs> And you're walking around and you hear, lose yourself. And you're like, oh, dude, that's yes. And you'd go and you'd enjoy yourself, but it's none of the original. We were just having this conversation the other day. <laughs> Bands, that's why we were talking about this. Oh, right. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't, it's the same thing about people who go to cover bands. Why don't you get upset when you go to a cover band then? I love cover bands. I love tribute bands. Absolutely love them. They're a lot cheaper and you get better seats. Right. And you still can sing along. Uh huh. <laughs> Especially if you can get a guy who can almost hit some of the, like, the really good notes, you and, know? And you can meet him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't have security bumping you out. <laughs> All right. Uh, hope everybody has a great Easter weekend. I'm not done yet. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm That doing. did feel like his transition, didn't it? I'm you just, ain't done yet. Okay. Wait. I, I, yeah. I ain't done yet. Uh, Wait. So this uh, weekend is my last weekend with my family until they have to go back to Atlanta, and we're they, they I haven't really been able to spend like quality time, you know, because I get up, I do work, I do stuff, and then mm-hmm. I come in here, and then we eat dinner, and then we go to bed, and so they've been kind of doing their thing without me, and which sucks, right? But uh, so tomorrow is really the only day that that I have to do something, and I was like, well, what do you want to do? And they're like, we want to go see the Redwoods. Oh, nice. I'm like, okay, I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> so uh, I got some suggestions from Kim, who comes oh, okay. on the show. She's sending us to the Mirror Woods National Monument, U.S. Mm. National Park Service, which is like two hours away, okay. which is cool. Nice little road trip and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you have to go over the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, that's going to be so fun. I'm terrified of bridges. I'm not. Terrified. Mm. Terrified of bridges. So I've been watching this YouTube video of somebody <laughs> driving over the Golden Gate Bridge. And I'm like, it's not that bad. Like, I'm timing it out. I think it takes like maybe two and a half minutes to get over. It's pretty wide, so that's cool. And I, I've, I've got PTSD from bridges because I don't know if any of you have ever been to the East Coast, to the state of Maryland, and driven over the, uh, the, the Bay Bridge or the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. It's terrifying. You mean it, the one that's underwater? No, okay, the one out of Virginia. Okay, one's the Bay Bridge and one's the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Not the one that goes underwater, okay. like from Virginia. Yeah, across the hand. Rach hates I love that. that. She can. She hates that bridge. <laughs> Every time somebody used to come visit me, I purposely go to Hampton to take them through there. <laughs> I, I, do, I don't mind that. I don't mind going underwater, right, I, for some reason. It's up that I have a problem with. Oh. The other bridge is so high. It's like, you know, I, when I, I remember the first time that I drove it, because I grew up there. As a right. kid, we'd go over it all the time, but I never drove it. So when we went back some years ago to see Rach's family, mm-hmm. who lives over by Ocean City, the Salisbury area, I'm driving it, right? Because I would go into Annapolis and see family and stuff. It's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. 
What are you terrified about? Because it's narrow and it's so tall. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there and I finally timed it out. It was five minutes to get from point A to point B. And I'm white knuckling it, going like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> That's silly. <sighs> if you by chance fall over the bridge, just swim out your car. You'll be fine. I've always said that too, you know, like surf from the, <laughs> yeah, the top and whatnot. But swim out. I don't know. It's very, very scary. That bridge is so high that they actually shut it down. When the winds pick up, because box trucks have fallen over. They've been blown over. Oh. Right. That's scary. I mean, you're not driving a box truck, though. I understand that, but you never know. Well, if you go faster than 30 miles an hour, you'll be fine. Well, I think I'm going to be okay here. I'm, I'm watching the video. It's it's two, two minutes and 22 seconds this person takes to get over the bridge. And outside of, like, cars looking like they're coming at you, mm-hmm. as long as I stay in the middle lane, I think I'm going to be straight like school. I'll be fine. I'm telling you, you're going to be good, man. It was a, it was quick. It was so quick, I almost wanted more of it when I went over it myself. All right. Well, I think I'll be fine. So we're going to do that. You're going to go to church. Yep, I sure am. Hope the Easter Bunny comes and brings you plenty of candy and all that good stuff. I want you to have a great and safe weekend. If you are going to be doing some drinking, uh, please, if you've had too much, do not get behind the wheel of a car. I have lost way too many friends like that. Nikki D, before we get out, you got anything? No golden egg for you, Nelson. Oh, why you got to bring that up? And Oh, yeah. And Nelson? Easter. <laughs> Nothing. Just love your kids. I'm, I'm away oh from my, my kids. Oh, my God. For, okay. For Easter. So okay. Just love them. Okay. All right. Enough. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> Fire bombs and stuff. I don't know. What do you want from me? No, just uh, not to cry. I didn't cry. I just said, hey, love your kids. No, I'm, just love, I'm, very, love, very, your kids. love your kids, man. Go into the weekend, man. Just love your kids and just be cute and sweet. It's Easter and I don't have my kids. Can I come hug your kids? Uh, give us a call. I'll come down and hug your kids. No, we got to no. go. All right. We'll talk to you Monday at 3. Bye.